This special episode of Mob Rules brought to you by a free review product. We've been sent by people in a sponsored kind of way. Free review product for extra episodes of Mob Rules. Man. Oh, the Four Loco is ripe today. Um, I could smell that. Like uh, Today, I am enjoying a watermelon Four Loco. And Danny, what are you enjoying today? Uh, it's a green apple. And they both... why, do, why do we pick green tonight, Joe? We picked green because the embargo's lifted. We can finally talk about it. Um, we're here to talk about Codex Orcs yeah. in October. Now, it took every being... I really wanted to just not release this until November 1st. Oh, em- <laughs> embargo be damned. Other podcasts be damned and just be like, yeah, we're sticking to this no Orc October thing. <laughs> like a no fab November, no Orc October. Oh, God. What a terrible month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was right around the corner. Uh, but no, we uh, have received a little review copy of Codex Orcs. Um, Orcs was uh, one of my first armies. Danny, I know you have a sizable orc force as well. Dude, I am pumped. Uh, Dave, do you have an orc army? Oh, no, he doesn't. That's why he's not here. That's uh, right. So yeah, no Dave today. Um, we temporarily kicked him off the podcast. Yeah, because we're really hyped to talk about orcs. And he just would bring us down. Yeah. Um, as I said at the top of the video, uh, we want to thank the, the wonderful people uh, who provided us with this advanced copy of Absolutely. the Orc Codex. Um, however, uh, please bear in mind, we are usually overwhelmingly positive about stuff anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to see it first in no way changes um, our, our positivity Absolutely about Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, this, we're a little out of order. Uh, we just did an episode last week and right. we have this unannounced episode this week. Uh, like we were talking about, uh, we changed our release schedule to be on Saturday or every other Saturday, um, because of things like this. Cause we get cool things in the mail Absolutely. that we yeah. want to kind of share and put out, um, the embargo for this lifted, uh, out of recording loop for us. So we thought we'd come in real quick and kind of give our uh, girlish opinions of that. Um, and, and they it, are girlish. They are very, very girlish. girlish yeah. Very girlish. Um, because for all of the the Warhammer 40k for whiners, <laughs> I mean, it's been a good month for me for Facebook likes. Let's put it this way for, for going on to that thing. Um, Codex Orcs, and we're going to get more into it later, is makes Orcs one of the best armies in the game. There's, yeah, I, I yeah. can't wait to see how this is going to shape the meta like or change it, change it out. Oh, that's awful. I just took a drink before Loco. <laughs> oh, watermelon. You know, this isn't half bad, like this apple one. Like, oh. honestly, I really think I got the better end of this I, th- I think so. I think it looks like it's the Indiana Jones thing again. It's like, you chose poorly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so before we get into kind of what we're excited about here, Danny, which is kind of like the meat of how the army works on the table now. Sure. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the background. Something we were both excited about because of the updates to the 40k timeline with the right, right, with the uh, this is I always get it wrong. This is Satrix Maledictum, yeah. I think it's oh, Maledictum, Sicatrix Maledictum, yeah. The big scar across the galaxy that came from Cadia's uh, uh, either complete fineness if you're from the Imperial side, <laughs> yeah, or it's fine, it's fine. Cadia's destruction from everyone else's and kind of how it's affecting everyone in the galaxy. And I've kind of liked in every codex. Uh, how they've kind of advanced that storyline across a little bit there. So well, what's happened here from from the orc perspective? So basically the orcs are celebrating the the Cicatrix Maledictum. They call it um, Gork's Grin. Right, yeah, because <laughs> it looks like a big smiley face to them. 
<laughs> which is wow that is orky man yeah i think i love about it i read in the the codex that they they view it because demons are obviously spewing out of the the six tricks uh kind of into the real world in this massive <laughs> warp tear um and and the they still view it as like this holy Gork's grin because Gork can't stomach demons, so he's vomiting them all up hey, for, sure. for the orcs to that go fight. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a bunch of treats. Yeah, like yeah, so, you get a demon and you get a demon and you get a demon. Have fun fighting, boys. So, <clears throat> uh, like the the codex kind of details like some of the some of the new laws that are going on and how, um, like the directions are going. And to be honest. They almost look like Tyranid High Fleets, and they take they up really a significant don't. amount of the Imperium. There is a lot. I think I liked as well, uh, they they point out Gazgul Thraka, kind of like in the end of the last Codex, he'd kind of disappeared to regroup and regrow this great Wa. And now they say, like, they don't know if it's the uh, the Maledictum, but he's literally everywhere right now. They said they're like, it can be, but he's in four places at once. Yeah, they have, like, maybe six spots on the map marked out, like, on the galactic map on where he's, like, randomly popped up. Yeah. So. And while they're still kind of close together, though they're not even close together, they're in all sectors of the galaxy. Right. And what this gets me hyped for is uh, if we look back to our Beast of Rises series where we're reading about like the great big Primorchs, like the, the six big warlords. Sure. Maybe this is like a racist human thing where it's actually different orcs, but. Right. They just Gazgul look like size. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of all about the galaxy. Which awesome. Yeah. But yeah, they are everywhere now this is uh, a bunch of different was um i like uh seeing here danny's notes here that um nasdrag is oh, getting man. a ton of love which so, is great because he is one of my favorite war oh bosses. yeah like not even close it talks about how he like barters with uh with gasgol to to trade him the the teleporter technology <laughs> any if, random laughter yeah. you hear tonight <laughs> is us laughing at each other's facial reactions for drinking for a little oh my god oh who drinks a, this <laughs> when we, did this be, when we did do. this become a bit for our podcast <laughs> why do we keep doing it <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Nastra gets a couple of great mentions in there, and he has a wa going on currently, which is awesome. And I'm like a big Bad Moons fan, so this, so that's like that's what I get excited about. I think it's right there. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, Wa Nasdrag is up beside Oh Valhalla. Yeah, watch out Valhalla. Yeah, watch You're out. About to get stoned. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Cool. Bouldered, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Teleporting rocks into things. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, but there is a ton of Waz. It's like the galaxy is turning green, and it kind of goes along with the fact that, you know, this is kind of the two-minute-to-midnight galaxy scenario, and kind of orcs are rising and breeding and, and kind of getting more and more aggressive. Sure. And something like the the Maledictum is only going to increase that more because it's just making it easier to fight. Absolutely. And they do mention here, too, on Vigilus, the, the like where the kind of the the focus of the narrative is right now. Yeah. Uh, the force fields that were like the like the warp fields that were protecting the cities have fallen, and so now the orcs are coming out of the wastes after racing around in the speed freaks game and 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 that kind of lore to go attack the cities. Yeah, so I love the idea of there being force fields around these hives, and the orcs <laughs> just being like, "Well, screw that! I don't care about that. Let's go race. <laughs> let's go. Race. <laughs> just go race in the desert." And someone's like, "Hey, hey, that force field's done. Oh, sweet, let's go murder. <laughs> murder." <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of the lore. I like um, the the Beast Arises is being worked into there more. For sure. Um, so like for previous codexes, it would just say like the greatest orc warlord known as the Beast. 
um, uh, came to be in this time. Now it explains and talks about the attack moons, about how far they got, um, sure. and, and kind of getting there. That's all being added wow. in. I didn't see any kind of real other expansions on existing war bosses. You still got the dude who went back to the past accidentally, then killed himself <laughs> to get a, a second <laughs> copy of his favorite gun. Um, the best. You still have Tuskilla, you know, the fighting on the demon world and just dying right. over and over again and being like incredibly happy about that as <laughs> like being his life. It's, it's the best. It's the um, best day ever. You get all that kind of classic orc lore and the d- three different wars for Armageddon. And, and I really hope after all the Codex releases, we get campaign supplements. Yeah. Because right now Armageddon is prime for oh, a, a supplement because yeah. you have corn demons, you have Imperial Guard, you have orcs. One would assume Space Marines would be there too sure. right now. Eventually, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really primed for campaign supplements coming out. Fingers crossed. That's how yeah, you fix hopefully Marines. hopefully that comes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at some point, Charles. But yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you want to kind of say about the background just now? Or uh, uh, what else you got? No, no. That kind of covers like the background of the book that I wanted to go over. Yeah. Um, really great descriptions and I, I like the little timelines that they're doing now with the little stories mm-hmm. about about everything and then they go through the various clans and they uh, with their, the various uh, clan cultures and kind of what they emphasize right. and things like that which is cool and for the first time ever um, they have rules rules and background relief for free Buddhas. yeah I mean I think there was some in Rogue Trader sure, or like sure. really super super early edition 40k um, but they're kind of back as a separate culture, right? And like, I'm sorry, what I mean, what I mean is in modern 40k, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not Dave 40k, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. God, um, so he's not even here. Oh, yeah. Still got to make the old jokes. It's just mm, I just got to put on my soundboard patterns. where it just has Dave saying, "That's fine." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like he was never gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, freebooters are kind of being respect because if you read um, the stories, kind of the background and the prior codexes, because I know like. Uh, Danny, both of us have pretty much had every orc codex since sure. like 1992 um, <laughs> and beyond. Um, they, they are a very distinct culture um, and, and, and how they interact. I mean, for a while they were like comedy orc pirates. Right. Um, but now they're kind of being almost kind of respected. And I think I read an interview with uh, or I saw on the Warhammer TV uh, community channel <laughs> um, an interview with Forge World about saying how the beast arises series is a way of resetting and kind of getting the orcs in earlier which is awesome right about kind of like the titanicus time because the the way they're presented in that is is so far away from kind of like the cockney gangster you know like comedy act um and really i think fits well with with 40k right now and i feel like they've really doubled down on the brutality aspect in this in this codex so uh yeah i mean like okay example in the last uh Oh, what is that? The boss pole? Yeah. Me- the, which are great. Awesome. Awesome work, GW, on those. Those are hilarious. Um, but they do talk about, like, eating people yeah. and that kind of stuff, <laughs> which is something I think they kind of tried to steer away from a little bit. But they right. definitely talk about, oh, yeah, Space Marines are tasty as long as you can get the armor off. Right, right. Kind of and stuff. then, like, in Beast Arises, they had factories where they kept humans to eat later. It was like sure. that free-range human factory. So, yeah, they're, they're really wow. kind of doubling down on the fact that these guys – are perfect. I think there's a quote in the Codex as well from like an Eldar Farseer that's like he's jealous of orcs because they want for nothing. Like they're they're perfectly sure. happy. They know who they are. There there's no kind of weird politics. All they need is a bigger orc to tell them what to do and a smaller orc to punch. And if they have those things, they are happy shit. Yeah, they're super happy. Yeah, they're yeah. super happy. They don't want anything else in life. 
which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so that brings us to kind of our next talking point, the artwork in the book. Oh, Man, yes. they just keep getting, like the battle scenes that they have in this are just so good. So cool. Um, they do a lot of like callbacks to some of the old uh, uh, like clan symbols and stuff that, mm-hmm. that like Wayne England used to draw. And man, they look so rad. And in addition, adding pictures of like an illustrated artwork for all of the new models yes as well and they look awesome one thing i really like about it we're looking here at page uh, 5253 with the death killer war trikes and yeah. the rocket truck squig like it's a similar artistic style um, right and like and it looks like i have like um the 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 war boss edition from the last codex okay um where it comes with all of the different covers and stuff from all the or codexes and oh, they look great cool. Right, and this here, just the the this is some just really nice hangable art, to be honest, because it's For a sure. similar style. It all looks great. Uh, it really emphasizes the speed and like the quality. There is just it's fantastic. Um, one thing I like about it as well is it's a consistent style throughout as well. For sure. Whereas I think a lot of the times um, b- before they would be like, okay, you draw an orc art, and you draw an orc art, and you draw an orc art, and uh, you draw some glyphs, and it was kind of all of the art was great. But there wasn't kind of like a cohesive story throughout. Sure, and it was a little disjointed. And stuff. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, so some people were drawing orcs like as the old school like comedy um, relief characters. And there's other ways who were going for this more kind of brutal um, aspect of it. But uh, it's very cohesive in this codex about how they're presented. For sure. Um, which, which I super enjoy. Yeah, there's a picture of uh, like a battle scene of like an orc war boss like chopping through a bunch of dudes that like with his with his axe outstretched that's new and it just looks phenomenal uh yeah super happy about this book like just and just the artwork and uh like the painting is cool like they've definitely done some painting for new models and stuff like that it's clean it's crisp um like gasgill is being repainted for the Uh, newer thing it seems like yeah um like i said everything is very brutal but crisp I kind sure. of they, they really go to town from the looks of it for the studio army on the orc skin as being the standout part of it right so so the green is a lot more vibrant this time i feel sure um, and sticks out a lot more but what that does is it really kind of draws either the eye to the skin or kind of points out like on the the buggies or, or the vehicles kind of it draws to there because it's such a a juxtaposition between kind of the orc, orc skin and just which is, the beaten up metal, which just looks well, so and like yeah, that dull kind of metal, and then like that vibrant green. So right, it's gonna take me some time working in my beats lab really to kind of get like a good idea of that green color. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully uh, next week or, or whenever they start releasing orc tutorials, um, Duncan will just tell me how to do it. That'd be nice. Do it that way. <laughs> I heard there's some uh, like. Uh, one of the studio painters uh, like gave a recipe for it, and apparently you start with by mixing uh, Averlin Sunset with like a, with one of the greens. Yeah, yeah. To like <laughs> my war boss, um, I have uh, for, from back in the day. I painted using the skin tutorial from an old heavy metal masterclass in an old white dwarf, and it's yeah, it's like. <laughs> three different like <laughs> it's like mixes of like yellow white and green and kind of like moving up and like purple on the lips um but yeah i saw that as well they kind of released that skin recipe and i think some people were like wait what the hell this is too complicated sure and you're like well yeah it's, that's it it's like yeah the duncan tutorials are great but sometimes i want to know hey like what's the master class what's way the master class way of doing it for sure and yeah and everyone's like yeah like i'm gonna paint 200 boys like that i was like well that's not the point sure you well d- you do your one or two 
yeah, do stand-up the models. Do yeah. the characters like that, and then you can bust out an easier technique for, yeah. for the normal boys. Like, skip some steps. Yeah. That's all it takes. Make them all yellow. <laughs> yellow boys. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it all looks great. The layout's great. Um, it follows a similar layout and standard as every 8th edition codex we've seen so far. Um, but again, to me, that cohesive artwork re- really kind of helps. For sure. Here. Hmm. Um, awesome. Awesome. So the models. Um, oh, man. Let's talk about October's highlights of the, the I know a lot of people are, are, are salty because they didn't get a new gas or new things like that. Sure. But you got five new units um, for the Org Codex this year. Six? Is it six? Oh, yeah. The um, the mech shop. The mech shop. Yeah. Five good units this year. Oh, wait. And a scenery piece. I missed one. There's actually seven. There's seven. Because I missed the war trike on my list oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's start with the the rucket truck squig buggy. Oh man, how cool is that? I just like saying it. <laughs> I like saying all of the names for the various different <laughs> buggies. Like they are super. Ugh, they're aw- they're yeah. awesome models. And cool what I like about the rucket truck um, is obviously set up, and I think it's nice that each of these vehicles is set up like as a different clan. Sure. Or, or kind of like, and they give one to every clan. Right. It's, well. Except for free Buddhas. But free Buddhas they, they can just steal one. Yeah, they so, can yeah. just steal whichever one they want. But this one is kind of like the snake bite one. Updates the aesthetic to me. Whereas before, people were like, what do you mean they're not Native Americans riding <laughs> boards and things like that? But yeah, going by the old ways, 38,000 years in the future, they can have a car. Right. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> it turns out. That they can they can, they can can steal like a Subaru Brat and stick some... Uh, <laughs> Um, the thing is, though, like I said, it just their their ammunition being the squigs. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah long, and those are the different squig types or ammos. Like, I really want to get one just so I can have uh, one of the weapons it has is a squig mine, where you just drop a squig on the table, and then whenever anyone goes near it, it blows up. I want to just paint and build that one little. I want a confused, like sad-eyed squig. It's <laughs> just being kind of left Why'd alone. Leave me behind. Boom. <laughs> When He's he gets upset. super sad, he blows up. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of it's 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 an updated goofy org thing for sure to me. So it has that brut- modern org brutality, but it's also kind of a few callbacks to the earlier stuff, which is great. I mean, like because it calls back the Squigapult, right? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what this is—a um, moving, a fast-moving Squigapult. Yes. So, and then the next on the list, we have the shock jump dragster, which we briefly talked about uh, yeah. in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, but what a, so I, I've just painted my, I've, I'm buying this painted. Built and painted. And I brought yep. it over and, oh my God, what an awesome model. Like Looks this, like an F1 details. car or like a little indie yeah. car, things like that. Yeah, totally. And it's like, it's so sleek and like kind of like super low to the ground. I wonder how well it takes like off-road, but you know, whatever. They're orcs. I'm sure the boulders go over it. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it um, being like teleport. <laughs> being like the, the princess from Wreck-It Ralph. You know how like they glitch oh, all sure. along the yeah. place? Like, and that's just how it moves the whole time. <laughs> so like the orcs like, yeah, it's a really low to the ground. I have no clearance, but he's not actually moving. He's or not being actually there. there. Yeah. But like the targeting squig on it is great. Like he's got a little bionic eye and then there's a... Uh, <laughs> There's a grot with like a radio, with like a Atari controller that controls the squig for aiming <laughs> purposes, and then there's another and then there's another grot hanging off the side with all the ammo that he like sticks into the gun to shoot, which is oh, so cool. So good. <laughs> I like about it uh, rules wise that um, if you roll more than four or four or more in an advance, you have to shelf jump somewhere, <laughs> which is so cool. Which is so it's so cool. Yeah. And random and bizarre. 
And it means like if I'm playing against an orc army, my backline better be really freaking solid. Otherwise, holy hell, I'm going to have this random roadster like in the backfield. Right. And charging you. And charging me. Potentially. Just like it has close combat weapons. Anyway. Uh, oh, the uh, the Boom Daka Snaz Wagon. Man, okay. The Boom Daka Snaz Wagon <laughs> is by far <laughs> I don't know how favorite. you can say any of these names without laughing or feeling joy. Or just even smiling, right? Like, Yes. So, the Boom Daka Snaz Wagon is the uh, Death Skulls uh, kit uh, or, or wagon, so to speak. And they have like... Uh, uh, they've got like a guy with a bunch of Molotov cocktails on it that he throw that they throw out. So Ooh, they're yeah. all like, <laughs> and then they have a, a big like mech special gun on the back, and there's uh, there's grots all over it, like shooting the big shooter, and yeah. there's a guy with a grot blaster too, and uh, it's it's again a, such a good model. Uh, and we on these all of these as well. We see kind of the continued evolution of the ramshackle rule, um, with sure. this one is just it blows up in a four plus. Right, right, yeah. So they fairly reliably blow up. The, just that one. Oh, is that just that one? Yeah, because it's volatile. It's full of bottles of fl- <laughs> of fuel. <laughs> oh man, that's that's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> and it's fast and yeah, oh man, yeah. There, all of these buggies are are, are super good. Um, we have the custom booster blaster, which I think that's the one that yeah, that's I, the one that you're I, painting I, up I, right I, now. I'm building right now and painting. Man, it's um, so cool too. It, it kind of has that look of kind of like a, a hot rod or like a dragster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or something like that. There, um, lots of exposed metal on it. Um, the, the engine, the engine in that joy thing. to build, dude. That thing was yeah. yeah. The engine on on the on the shock jump is like six parts that all like line up together like a circular like cylindrical engine in the back but like let me see here it's a one two at least uh, 14 pieces on this engine. <laughs> oh, really? but it's like half the car so yeah, yeah. that's true well it's got to go fast man it's gonna go fast i like some some details i really liked on the um booster blaster um the driver is hardwired into the buggy oh really yeah so if you look at his spine he's being wired oh, into God. the buggy and and part of uh, the 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 background of the wagon, it talks about one of them who was just like a, a former pilot who just got like wired in after he crashed. Uh, sure. There's a couple great little grots on here, and I think grots really make work vehicles. Um, there's one hanging yeah. off the back, just <laughs> shooting his little pistol wildly, hoping to God to hit something. Um, there's another one, kind of really just trying to. It looks like cranking up with a wrench that's <laughs> twice the size of him. <laughs> exactly yeah. and then we have uh, the gunner on top there with the weapon um and it's they're all of these kits are just they're very different very characterful um and kind of like when people say like oh we only got five new buggies it's like no i mean if we take the word buggy out you got sorry six right very unique looking units i mean it would have been so easy to release one buggy kit and then upgrade sprues like imperial knight style oh yeah and the, but then they wouldn't be nearly as unique as they are. No, and they all look like uh, what's that uh, cartoon? Wacky from the, races. Yeah, they all look like cars from there, kind of like in that. So like, um, we're getting super hyped, and one of the reasons we're finishing these runs is so we can film some speed freaks races. Yeah, dude, because we want to just wacky race the hell out of it, based <laughs> on how cool the models are. I need to make a squig named Mutley. Where <laughs> 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 would be like Mork Masterly. Yeah, there you go. Or Gord Gasterly. <laughs> oh, then I'm going to have to go I'm going to have to find out what the rest of the wacky racers were called cuz I don't remember. Um at all. 
Um, we also got the oh, okay, the Megatrack Scrapjet. This is my second favorite one. Okay, this is my favorite one. Yeah. Um, based on the background, because when we read the background <laughs> section, it talks about how orc pilots are a special breed, and they have like they're like speed freaks times a thousand where they have to like Ricky Bobby go fast times like a million. <laughs> and sometimes they crash. And sure. Sometimes everything burns and new planes are very expensive. So they <laughs> it's, strap some wheels to it. <laughs> it's described as the Megatrack scrapjet is a cheaper option to get them their high. <laughs> it's like some kind of opioid or something like that. But yeah, sure, they're adrenaline junkies. Yeah, they're adrenaline junkies. And I said it's a cheaper way and it keeps them getting their high while they're waiting to get enough teeth to buy another plane again. And I love that kind of idea that it's just like, well, this will do just now, I guess. And that thing has so many guns. So many guns. Yeah. <sighs> they strap everything on that thing. And he describes it as you just point to enemy, go. And yeah. They talk about doing <laughs> strafing runs, and I'm like, you're a car. <laughs> it looks like, you know, it kind of looks like one of those old school land jet or like land rockets that they used to use for speed yeah. tests. <laughs> yeah. It's it's super cool. It's almost, and I, I think I want to get like, one painted up like the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. Because nice. it has like that kind of similar. The Mork 5? Yeah. The, oh, God, we're just punning it. I love it. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I love the the aviator like uh, jacket that the guy, the bomber jacket, yeah. and then the and then the what's it called, the scarf that he's got flying behind him too. Yes. Do you think we could get him like a squig for Tom Cruise hair? Ooh, hair squig. That's hair a squig. real. That's a that's real man. thing. Yeah, th- those are real things. Yeah, they're all bald, <laughs> bald, but apparently top knots. Maybe they saw Abaddon once many times. <laughs> top knots make them. Make them really hardcore. Um, and then finally, finally, uh, the new buggies, we've got the, the HQ choice for the, these guys. The Def Killer War Trike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the spiritual successor to uh, Wazdaka. Yeah, pretty much, right? I pretty mean, much. I mean, for years, Danny, I know you have as well been using the um, the Forge World model as Archnark the Ripper. Sure. Um, and he's been great. This War Trike um, wouldn't, is one, a great model, which right. you know, is the part we're going to focus on just now. Um and I love the idea of this. Like, and it's almost like they made. And I think Tom Walton, the guy who did, uh, does a bunch of their vehicles, uh, had a hand in a lot of these kits. But it's almost like they like, they forced all of the designers to kind of sit down and watch Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> like a bunch of times, a bunch of times, and then like, okay, now go design stuff. Because if I was an orc speed freak, I want to go fast, but I don't want to drive. I think I've evolved no, past that. So yeah, having I want to hit dr- stuff with a claw. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like the ultimate uh, combination of speed and drive me closer so I can stab this thing. Sure. And yeah. It, Which is super 40K, right? Super yeah. 40K. Yeah. And like I said, I, just, I, I see this kind of chariot-laden war boss kind of coming into battle there. And a lot of the lists I'm looking at and things I'm looking at doing have one of these war oh, yeah. on like, there. He makes all the rest of the buggies better, but we'll talk about that yeah, when we talk we'll, about We'll talk about rules. that later. Uh, the final thing that was released as part of Orktober... Um, was the Mech Workshop. Man. Man, which continues an unfortunate line of beautiful Games Workshop scenery kits with not very good rules. But the model itself is cool, Amazing. Right? I mean, like, it's got a rad, like, orc totem at the top, and it looks like it has a movable, like, lift for engine blocks. Yeah, it has an engine block on there. It right. has, like, the crane arm coming down. Which looks like a power claw. I feel like that might wreck your vehicle pretty good. <laughs> I feel it's going to be a power claw at some point. Um, oh, so in the game you can use it? Yeah, no, but I feel like I'm. Oh, yeah, buy, sure, on a model. I, I will buy that kit and I'm going to rip it apart and just use it for parts. Nice. 
because yeah like that edge block is great all of the stuff in there is just fantastic and it's a nice it's a nice centerpiece to a display board for sure yeah that makes sense which, which is that. which is how i mean it's the same way of you the webway gate right i love the webway gate model I have not been able to find a way to make it work on the table, but I still have it. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you're going to you're going to display board and you'll look great. And you'll kind of add thematically to that. So I've seen some really cool display boards with webway gates. For yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. But um, I think we'll go later on. I think I have a way to kind of make it work sort of. OK, yeah, Maybe. I'm interested. Well, to yeah, yeah, we'll go. We'll get on to that. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to move on to the rules. Because I think that's got like you and me uh, the most oh, direct. I'm so yeah. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings. And the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? All right. This codex might be the best. Uh, this codex is the best. Holy cow. Who wants to buy like thousands of points of craft world? Um, <laughs> so let's go through some rules. Um, starting kind of with the kind of the universal rules. Uh, that right. are Kind of mostly army wide here. Um, the first big change is to here we go. Um, the kind of the ubiquitous oh, rule to yeah. kind of help them get into combat um, before in the index. And I want to say seventh edition as well. Um, the rule was that you re could reroll one of your charge dice to get into combat. Sure. Um, yep. Now uh, in the new codex, you can roll one or all or any of the dice. Right. Oh my God. Which, that's so oh, powerful. So good. You're pretty much guaranteed to charge 80% of the time. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so, so nine inches with the full rerolls is like a 60% chance of getting in for no CP, which is what a lot of people will spend a CP to make that charge. Right. So, and then if you're, well, we'll get to the cultures in a minute, but evil sons have an even easier time doing that. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of the, the main universal special rule that kind of stuck out to me is changing hardcore. The other one that they did to, uh, uh, is they did give orcs objective secured as you would expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, is is called uh, this is ours Zogoff. Yeah, what a great name. Just a great name. Uh, which again just gives any uh, if you're battleforged, uh, your troops get uh, objective secured. And then they made it so flash gets are always uh, 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 freebooters, but they don't count against your culture, uh, your clan for for uh, taking that rule. So they don't get the benefits of the freebooters rule. The freebooters, the freebooters culture, but they don't count against like if you have a goth army and you want to take some, 
some uh, flash kits. Some flash kits, like it doesn't count against you. So that doesn't mean your entire detachment won't get exactly off, exactly. Uh, just because you want to take some really good guns. Sure. Yeah. And they're, oh man, and flash kits are much better now too. So good. Uh, they also grots still have no culture. Uh, <laughs> so any Poor units grots. of grots that you have cannot be used uh they can't use any culture unless it specifically states right or stratagem or, or stratagem which uh we'll, we'll get into a little later on with the savior grotical sure uh savior which <laughs> which is very very good very, right very there good. yeah um but yeah that that's the main kind of army-wide abilities um Cultures. Cultures are kind of the army-wide traits that we have coming they're, in. They're the orc chapter tactics. The orc chapter tar- tactics, yeah. Uh, so we have seven different chapter tactics now for orcs. So, yeah, awesome. And there's so... Uh, it's it's hard to pick. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like, they're all pretty good in their own way, but they're good at different stuff. Right, right. So we so, have the goths, uh, your usual kind of get in, get it, like punch in, aggressive right. orc clan. Uh, tell me about their culture. So, goths, anytime they roll a, a natural six to hit, so not a six plus. So, if you get bonuses to hit, you don't get bonus attacks. But anyway, if they roll a six to hit, they get an extra attack. So, it's kind of like Daka Daka Daka, but for close combat weapons. So, that's super good because they're going to still get Daka 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 for their shooting. Right. And then when they get into combat, they're going to get Daka Daka Daka. Chopper, chopper, chopper. Chopper, chopper, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get Daka for their fist, but that's even better. And that is, it's not limited to just infantry. No, it's everything. It's everything. And this and is all the cultures are, are, are everything. So vehicles, buggies, uh, dreadnoughts, right. everything. Squiggots. Squiggots. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's still not great, but it makes it a little better. Um, but it's a really good one, especially if you're looking at a more close combat oriented force. For sure. Um, if you're throwing 30 boys up the table, um, that's, what, 90 attacks right there. Uh, having... Uh, 120 I'm sorry 120 attacks I'm sorry I was talking about shooter boys obviously oh Um, (laughs) uh, but it's 120 attacks Uh, so if you like at mathematical average that's 20 further attacks that are going in there right which is just nuts for something that is free this is not a stratagem this is something other armies like I know I think Eldar have a stratagem to to explode on sixes in close combat they do they have to pay command points every other army has to pay command points this is free for a golf army. It's amazing, but like I'm gonna be like a really bad infomercial because wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> that makes golfs even better in close combat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bad moons. Okay, so bad moons, my favorite clan. Um, those are my boys. Uh, they there seems a little bit lackluster. It's reroll ones to hit in the shooting phase. So. Like, comparatively to some of these other ones, it's going to seem like off the cuff. Yeah, that's only okay. But I think combined with some of the stratagems, like their own, like their clan stratagem, mm-hmm. and then also uh, some of the units, I think Reroll and Daka Daka Daka. Yeah. I think they really can throw out an insane amount of firepower. I think really to maximize the arm to the teeth, the Bad Moon's culture is playing to orc strength, just rolling as many dice as possible. Uh, I, so, uh, orc, Bad Moon war bikes. Are, are I think are awesome. Yeah. I think they're really good. <laughs> the, the whole thing is super good. And like I said, with the stratagems and a couple other things, there's ways to really make Bad Moons one of the top cultures available here. Um, we have Evil Suns. Yep. With red ones go faster. Red ones go faster. Of course. You add one to move characteristic of models with this culture or two if the model is a speed freak. 
Yep. So that's getting your boys across the table quicker. Even that's faster. Even faster. It's getting your vehicles across the table even faster. That's a Stompa has plus two to his movement because he's uh, an evil sons. Um, a well, gargantuan squigger. Because he's not a speed freak. Right. But still, it's it's extra, oh, sure. it's sure, extra yeah. movement. Th- sure. 13 inches there, plus he's going to get an extra... Oh, in addition to that, right? Yeah. They also get plus one to advance and charge rolls. Yes. So they can technically charge uh, 13 to 19 inches. <laughs> Which... Which is insane. A lot of this orc stuff is going to be able to work together to get turn one charges on your opponent. Oh, for with sure. With a large portion of your army. I, I think it's really doable, yeah. um, especially since Orc War Bosses lets you advance and charge. Yes. or And or the uh, uh, the, the War Trike right, which lets you vehicles. advance. And, yeah, all your vehicles advance oh. and charge, which is awesome. So good. Um, Death Skulls, Lucky Blue Gets. Oh, and Red Ones. And Red Ones oh, Go yeah. Faster also lets you shoot assault weapons without, advance and shoot assault weapons without the penalty. Which, uh, for Orcs, That's lifesaver. amazing. That's, yeah. that's, that's fives instead of sixes where, you know, that, that means a lot. Um, Death Skulls, Lucky Blue Gets. Um, this is one of, I mean, my work army is painted as a Death Skulls army. Um, and this is one of my favorite cultures here. Um, all uh, all the models have a six up and vulnerable save. Uh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, that alone would probably make me go, okay, that's really good. Because my t-shirt armor save is now like a permanent t-shirt armor save. Right, because war paint. Right, right. Um, in but addition, that's not all. All infantry units in the army are objective secured <laughs> that's the best which is insane <laughs> that so i can cool. have a weird boy in my back line be objective secured over a strike squad of like 10 gray knights sure i sure. mean he's not going to survive but fuck he's going to score that objective that <laughs> round um and yeah so all infantry units have this and again this really fits thematically with the way the death skulls are sure kind of that culture is and it doesn't seem overpowered yeah and and there's more and there's more <laughs> you can reroll a single hit a single wound and a single damage roll for each unit every time it shoots or fights so it gets to reroll three times every time it shoots you or know fights. i had completely overlooked that thing <laughs> and that is ridiculous and that's a damage roll too do you like, know you know why it's ridiculous it doesn't say failed no, sure, yeah. So you can reroll. So uh, if you're shooting at something and it's minus whatever to hit, and yeah, you usually nice. would have hit, yeah, it doesn't matter because you can reroll successes. Right. That's oh, awesome. That's really okay. Uh, new new favorite. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna break up with bad moons. Death skills are my new best friend. Uh, our snake bite culture, the old ways. Um, you roll a dice each time a model suffers a wound and six. Plus, it's a six plus feel no pain. Basically, um, yep, it, in it, a nutshell, it, it doesn't stack with anything. But again, having that survivability, even if it's a one in six chance of models which have a t-shirt save of sure. pretty much being ignored by anything is really good. Yeah, and like that affects models that are really big and tough to hurt and hard to hurt. Like yeah. A six up feel no pain on a stompa. Or a gargantuan squigget. Sure, or a gargantuan <laughs> squigget is like, is legit. Yeah, because there's nothing more frustrating than shooting this high toughness item or, or unit, finally getting through, right? finally doing your damage. And then having it ignored by a bullshit dice roll from a culture. <laughs> I might know that from experience. That's awesome. Um, uh, blood axes. Uh, theirs is just called tactics. Theirs is just tactics because they're cunning. Right. Uh, with a K. <laughs> uh, they gain the benefit of cover even when they're not entirely in or on its brain feature. 
And if the enemy model making the attack is at least 18 inches away, or at least 18 inches away. Yeah, so it's kind of so like it's a kind of like, yeah. or Stygies, like, as long as you're more than 18 inches away, you get a bonus to your save. Yeah. Which, uh, is, which is good. Like Super good. Uh, in addition, units with this culture can shoot or charge, but not both if they fall back in the same turn. Awesome. Which is huge. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's super good. And again, I think you can see, like, I mean, we still have one more culture to go, but they're all great, but they all are very specific to how you want to play your clan and how you want to play your orcs. Sure. And, and, and there's a benefit to each of them. Right. And this one makes your orcs play like Eldar. I mean, like or Harlequins. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, just being able to move out of combat or whatever. Do whatever they want. Move, move out of combat. Flamer things with Burnas. Sure. Sure. Like, Burnas get charged. Burnas use power weapons. Burnas move out of combat. Flame everything. Sure. Or if your unit has fly. Like, yeah. just being able to, like, fly over in a combat. Like, your Storm Boys or something, right? Yeah. It's like, fly over the unit that charged you and kill all the characters behind it. It's Yeah, there's a lot of great uses for that. Our final culture with the freebooters, uh, competitive streak. Um, you add one to hit rolls for attacks made by models uh, with this culture. If another, fr- if a friendly unit destroys uh, an enemy unit that's within twenty-four inches. No, so the unit that de- the unit that destroyed oh, yeah, unit bad. has to be within twenty-four. Yes, but a twenty-four inch bubble of plus one to hit for killing a unit every single phase could be really massive. That has orcs hitting on fours, and that you know Luda's. And if you it has um, flash gets hitting on threes, his flash gets hitting on threes, and it's <laughs> if if you can target prioritize like a really small shitty unit, right? Everyone has them, and it might not be the biggest threat to your army, but by killing that one like five man scout squad or that one like little one man psyker like sure. imperial guard right there, that unlocks your entire army to be so much more deadly. And well, literally thirty three percent better. Yeah. So, which is huge, but yeah. So, so out of that, Danny, kind of, where, 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 where are you lying for culture? Where, where's your um, culture? So, okay. So, goths are great because they are just so straightforward and brutal. Um, I think that they are probably one of so the best ones to me are goths, uh, evil, evil sons, and uh, death, death skulls. To me, yeah. those those three really take the cake. Um, there's definitely some things to talk about with bad moons. I think those are good too. And blood axes are really versatile, so that mm-hmm. very well could become favorite because the the, the blood axe uh, strategy or stratagem is also really good. Right, and and and, and that's a really nice segue, Danny, um, because I think what really makes a lot of these is the stratagems, and for sure, this book has some of the most insanely synergistic stratagems oh God, I've really ever good. seen. They're really good. They are really good. Um, Let's hope chapter approved printed before this came out. <laughs> I think it did. I think okay. that's safe Oof, to assume. Good. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't want any of these going up in command points. Um, Danny, you've organized these into kind of different tiers. I yeah. like that. You like It's like you've been playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, so, so tell us about the, the Codex Orcs stratagem. Okay. So the, the stratagems that Orcs get. So first of all, Orcs have a lot of stratagems. They have uh, 26 stratagems. And that includes uh, like one for each clan as well. Correct, right? correct. But that's a lot comparatively oh, yeah. to a lot of other factions. Like demons, I think only get like uh, sixteen or eighteen or something like that. So, well, it's 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 a lot of different stratagems. So, um, I organize these in tiers. So the S tier stratagems, I think, are the best ones. And then we're going to talk about A A tier and B tier, and maybe a couple of the rest. Um, so the S tier ones that I want to go over. Uh, so we have ramming speed. 
Um, for two CP, you use this stratagem in, during your charge phase. Select an orc vehicle unit from your army. You can roll 3d6 when making a charge move with that unit during this phase. In addition, if that unit finishes a charge move this phase, select an enemy unit within one inch uh, and roll a d6 on a two plus, they t also take d3 mortal wounds. So this stratagem combos up with the teleporter stratagem, which GW previewed a little bit earlier this week. Right. Which is basically you can t you can deep strike any unit that has a power level of 20 or less for 2 CP. So what you can do with this potentially is take a unit of death dreads. Oh, I have the same thing written down. <laughs> sort of. But please continue. Sure. Death dreads or cans or whatever else. Um, and... Uh, and because they're less than 20, 20, uh, 20 power level. Right. Deep strike them in. Yeah, one of them is only gonna only one of them is gonna get the three d six, but the other ones are D, are are charging in on nines with full rerolls, or if they're evil sons, they're charging in on eights with full rerolls, mm -hmm. and one of them is charging in three d six with full rerolls. So he's almost Wait, aren't they just make one it. squad though? When they come well, in? so when they get deployed. They break into three separate units. I thought that was just the buggies and the bikes. No, I think the I think the dreadnoughts have that rule okay. as well. Anyway, yeah, go. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, but that's potentially three different threats to your enemy um, when they come in. Um, uh, yeah, so that's 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 really solid. Um, the uh, the next one that I want to talk about, and I don't think that people are ready for this yet. Can, can, can I say, okay, so what, what I had down here oh, yeah, for that strategy. Sorry, man. No, 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 it's fine. And it's going to include another strategy that's not on your list. Um, is that I, I kind of see this as a combo. I have still a max squad of three death drads, um, sure. all with full claws. Yeah. But I'm not teleporting them in. Okay. Um, I have, uh, so I charge something turn one with my war trike, my okay. death killer war trike. Something little, shitty, something I know I'm not going to kill, but isn't going to kill me. Sure. And then turn two, I'm going to use the Snaggler Grapple um, oh, the stratagem. The, okay. Uh, that's one command point. It lets you fall back in the movement phase um, and do D3 mortal wounds to it. Which is on a two plus, which on is a two awesome. plus, which is awesome. You're falling back into range, so you can reroll your charges with your death dreads. To let them advance and charge. To, 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 sorry, to let them advance and charge. Uh, and then you use a ramming speed stratagem to have them charge 3d6 awesome. after advancing. Um, six attacks each. So 18 strength, 10 attacks pretty much. is, it's pretty, is, is it's really going. brutal. But it's kind of a similar thing. about and it's, it's A lot of people are like, oh, when they think evil sons, it's all buggies and it's all, you know, like the bikes and fast things like that. But I think the biggest bonus to these guys is to the death dread. And getting that guy in combat as soon as possible. for his points. Like he for his so cheap. Powder. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's just getting him up there real quick. Yeah, but yeah. Really awesome. So ne next one there. So I don't know if people are ready for this one yet. I think it's it's going to be a real game changer. It's called Get Stuck In, lads. So for 3 CP, it looks like at first glance your typical fight against Rajam for orc infantry units only, right? Right. But that's not quite what it is because it says use this stratagem in the fight phase when it is your turn to select a unit to fight or at the end of the fight phase. So unless your opponent interrupts and you charge with a unit, you spend 3P and you fight twice in a row before they get to go at all. Which is usually <laughs> fight usually fight again happens at the end of the phase. Only right. the night one is different. It lets you fight again immediately. But this one lets you fight right away, which is so good. Especially since your boys, like, you don't have to worry about them getting attrition down. Right, right. Or whatever else, like... 
And is. you've already consolidated forward, so you've closed the gap a little more, and, and you've got more people to attack. Um, I think if you combine this one, if you have golf boys, if you combine this with the pregame scar boys strategy, sure, right? Scar boys, a great one CP stratagem that makes a squad of boys strength five. It's so powerful, so powerful because you are wounding space marines on three. Yep. You're wounding pretty much every infantry on three. You're now wounding custodians on fours. Sure, and with 120 attacks, you can't make all those two pluses. Well, you're you're wounding knights. To me, that's the most important knights part. On wounding fives. knights on fives instead of sixes. Yeah. So like, uh, like 30 boys if they fight twice. Oh. They'll they should like half life a knight, especially with goth exploding attacks. Right. Right. So so that that combo to me just really took on. I'm just really, looking really down really your good. list. I stole your thunder for scar boys. No, that's okay. That's fine. That's it. That's also in my S tier. So I've, yeah. so. Uh, the the next one I want to talk about is Orcs is Never Beaten. Mm. So, which, <laughs> great title, mm. right? Um, so this is, uh, this is typical, this is the typical, my character died, the Space Marine one, my character, honor the chapter, so, or not right. honor the chapter, uh, only in death is to the end, right? Right. So they fight again when they die. So Orc characters are probably, are going to die quite often like yes. they're they're not super durable characters like to to be totally i don't fair. think they have invulnerable saves or yeah it's very yeah. rare that they're going to have an invul save uh, only i think i think you can have three characters in this book that have an invul save and one of those is from a warlord trade yeah or a six up from death skull but sure like, right gaz i don't well gas has a four gas has a four but so it's 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 very rare right it's basically gas captain bad ruck and then the bad moons warlord trade is a four up invulnerable mm-hmm. which is which is great work sure trade. um so but if you so there's an orc psychic power called fists of gork fists of gork give a character two extra strength and two extra attacks so your war boss with a power claw right has with two extra attacks has six attacks mm-hmm. so if he's goths maybe right he can f- he can get exploding on sixes even with a minus to hit with the with the power claw in addition or you can get him to twos pretty easily there's a bunch of different ways to yeah. do that um uh he explodes on sixes to hit you can fight him again if you want to and by the way so i'm sorry so when he's with with this power he's strength 16 because his base strength, you do base strength uh, changes mm-hmm. before the multiplication. you do multiplication for weapons, right? So your plus two from Fist of Gork gets him to strength eight. eight. And then that gets doubled to strength 16, which means he's wounding knights on twos. twos. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's swinging six times, right? Potentially exploding some extra attacks, wounding on twos. They get a six of armor save and they're doing D3 damage apiece. So then you go, okay, well... Yeah, the knight, the knight's not going to erupt. Okay, well, I'll fight him again. Because I mean, he might get stuck right? in less. And they're like, oh, crap, well, I better kill him before he wipe, wipes out my knight in the next turn. Okay, cool, I'll spend two CP and have him fight a third time this turn. So, like, I mean, and that guy, or even, like, a squad of, like, uh, like Custodes or Sanguinary Guard well, or and Death if you, Company. If you look at comboing that with someone like Gazgul. Oh, yeah, Gazgul. Gazgul has a six attacks base. Yep. Oh, no, sorry, five attacks base. No, but he gets he six gets from plus his one for his golf uh, warlord trait, which yep. he has to take, and then you get that uh, psychic power off. He's up to eight attacks, and he gives himself an extra. He attack gets himself his... an extra attack, so that's <laughs> nine attacks. You're at strength sixteen now with a flat three damage custom claw that hits on twos. That hits on twos because he doesn't suffer a minus and wounds on flat. twos. Right. 
is three flat and you can have so if you combo your stratagems right and your opponent is stupid enough to kill him mid combat <laughs> you get 27 power claw attacks at strength 16 that hit on twos wound on twos and do a flat three damage well, brutal there is literally nothing outside of a warlord titan that can survive that combo sure. i agree in in one turn it's it is it's an insane amount of damage Ugh. and there's also relics too where you Getting can make your war chills. boss have Ooh. three flat if you want to yes yeah so all right so works has never beaten we talked about teleporter um it's so good i wish it was 21 power points or less <laughs> so you could so my gargantuan squid <laughs> teleport in and not just get shot to shit in one turn um grot shields uh this is what i alluded to earlier with the savior grotical yep and so they did preview this again at the G- on the GW page this week, um, which is one of their one of their best stratagems. Basically, as long as the as long as a grot unit is closer to the shooting unit than the infantry that's that's being shot at, you can activate the stratagem for one CP, and then on a two plus, you can slough off all the hits to the to the Gretchen squad. So again, while we're marching this souped up Gasgol up to a knight. We're surrounding him with 30 grots <laughs> who on twos just eat all of his wounds for him. Sure. Or the or the boys that are protecting him or whatever else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or, or whatever. It's, it's just, it's great. And it kind of, again, super thematic. I don't think anyone's going to complain about a grot being used as a human shield because it's what they're there to do. Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, this just this being able to keep your boys alive right. um, or your knobs um, or that kind of stuff. like Keeping your expensive stuff. Yeah alive uh it's still limited to only infantry so like not bikers sure. are still in a, in a hard place but um it, it's still super powerful yeah but not bikers are so fast right now like i think that that is something to even t- like because they're speed freaks oh yeah so if they're evil sons not bikers i mean they can go like 20 22 or 23 inches in one turn uh they go 16 and then advance six yeah and then they get, uh, so that's 22. And then they get a charge with plus one inch. It's <sighs> oh, so gross. With rerolls. It's gross. Um, Unstoppable Green Tide was oh. your final S tier one. So your Tide of Traitors for Orcs. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. So basically, you, it's three CP. So this, so keep in mind, all the stratagems I'm talking about are expensive. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to play you probably at the minimum a double battalion army with orcs because you need to have the CP. And this is one that you're going to want to save CP for because there's so many other strategies in this book that you're going to be spending pregame like Teleporta, Scarboys, um, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe some of the other ones. But anyway, uh, 3 CP, you target a unit that has less than half of its starting number of models. You remove it from the battlefield and you infiltrate it back in the game. So it has to be placed within six inches of the edge of the battlefield and nine inches away from the enemy at full strength mm-hmm. for no reinforcement points. Right. Which, if they're a 30 man blob of boys, the frustration of killing that down to five models. Oh, yeah. And then having it just come back on the side of the table. And it's I mean, gonna that's ma- like 200 free points. And it's going to make me as an opponent think about how I'm positioning my stuff because if I know you have three CP that you're saving then I need to keep close to that table edge so you can't come on and do that. 100%. Yeah. And it's and again, it's anytime you can force your opponent to do moves or you control the tempo or the movement in the game, then it's, man, it's, it's worth keeping that aside just for it's, that. It's really good. Um, one more thing I wanted yeah. to talk about, uh, another combo that I thought uh, that I had with a teleporter. Ooh, yeah. So mega armored knobs with a teleporter are yeah. s- like evil sons, double kill saw mega, mega armored knobs. Because first of all, mega armored knobs... 
uh, got a points reduction. Yes. So double kill saw ones are only 43 points a model. Which is ridiculous I, for the damage they throw out. I, yeah, I think so. Like, And then they get plus one to charge, so they're charge, they have an eight-inch charge when they come in. And they're three wounds apiece, so a lot of like the high da- like plasma weapons and stuff like that mm-hmm. aren't going to knock off a single one per hit. No, no, they'll probably take one down to one wound or, or you know things like that. But and uh, well, this this will kind of segue nicely to the A tier, yeah, uh, ones that I have. God, with. I love a good segue. <laughs> yeah, so does your mom. All right, so because uh, <laughs> she's old, <laughs> can't walk. Uh, that's right. That's exactly right. I respect her. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a stratagem in this book called Loot It. Mm. So whenever a vehicle is destroyed within three inches of an orc unit from your army. Now notice this doesn't specify enemy vehicle. Yes. Very specifically, You can I spend feel. one CP and improve the SIG characteristic of that infantry unit by one. And then it lasts the whole... It lasts the, the rest of the game. But you can't... Uh, you can't mob up that unit for the rest of the game, and it can only be affected one time, that infantry unit. If the squad is a squad of actual Ludas, on a 4+, you get your CP back. Yes. Because <laughs> they already know how to loot intrinsically, <laughs> I feel like. It's part of their gene pool. Right. So, like, you charge your Mega Armored Knobs into a knight that's unscreened, kill it, loot it, now they're a one-up save. <laughs> <laughs> or even regular Knobs get to be uh, a three up three up which is yeah which is ridiculously good for considering the loadout you can give them yeah oh, it's a good one and it's it's a little one command point stratagem because it is very kind of situational sure. about when it'll be able to be pulled off but man when you pull it off your mm. opponent's going to be asking why the fuck that's a one point stratagem <laughs> yeah and they've got to chew through those one plus armor save models <laughs> my one's at minus one's hit okay two's <laughs> exactly all right so, so so you're a tier so the first one i want to talk about this is a clan specific one is showing off yeah bad moons yeah that specific strategy really, really good so uh showing off just pick a bad bad moons unit um and this is anytime you resolve a shooting attack with that unit so it happens immediately afterwards uh just shoot him again for two cp and so this does specify infantry unit. Yeah, it does. So 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 certain ones are going to benefit more. So I think like Ludas really benefit from this. I think the surprise one for me, I feel uh, a squad of Burnas would really. Ooh, that could be really good. Burnas would be a really good combo. Like for stick this. them in between two units and then right. flame one and then flame the other. Right, right. That's and pretty good because then you don't have to worry about hitting, which is the thing I love most about Burnas. I was thinking tank busters would be tank good too. busters would be super good for that. There's a lot of really good units that uh, that it would work for there. Uh, but again, two command points and. and for two command points having to shoot again and all the units we're talking about um aside from the burners which are strength five like strength seven strength eight really high strength attacks right they, they should not be able to shoot this you're getting much. a lot of quality out of this which are re-rolling ones to hit and so combining this with one of the other a tier strategies Ooh. that i have uh called more daca and so Orcs got a new rule in this, uh, which was previewed a while ago. I think it pretty much everybody knows about it, called Daka Daka Daka. Right. Um, it was a stratagem um, in chapter approved, um, but they've changed it now to just be a universal special rule for orc for orcs. So units. good. So basically, what happens is you always hit on a six, regardless of modifiers. Which, as a an Elatog player, I disagree <laughs> with hugely. Um, but as an orc player, <laughs> I, 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 I agree with it hugely as an orc player. <laughs> so. Um, uh, 
so in addition, anytime they roll a six to hit a natural six, um, they uh, they get to shoot again with their weapon with an extra, an extra shot. Um, more DACA just changes that to a five or six, a natural five or six. So they auto hit on fives and sixes, right? There's no right. penalties. So that's what their normal ballistic skill is. So that just means they get to shoot as normal. Which is so good. And I don't think until you've played orcs, you you realize the importance or the difference of hitting on a five compared to a six. Oh, for sure. It's huge. It is. It is. 100%. Um, elder players, dire avengers. With your Overwatch, how much better is it that you hit on oh five instead of six? It's so fucking good. <laughs> Think about that. But for like I said, like orcs, right? It's it's really good. And those fives and sixes are also generating extra shots, so you get to shoot again. <sighs> and those also hit on natural fives and sixes. But they don't make any more shots. No, but but that's still a lot of shots. Yeah. So, uh, Mordaka, super I, good on war bikes. I recount my, my talking about uh, Burnas for showing off because they don't explode. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's still good, though. Yeah, but it's like great on war bikes where you have naturally a lot of shots. And both of these combo up super well with a combo that John found that I did not see, which was super good, right? With mm-hmm. the tank busters? Yes. So, oh, the oh, strategy of so. more stick bombs. The extra stick bombs. Oh, yeah, extra stick bombs. Sorry. So yeah, the extra stick bo- uh, stick bombs. Uh, at the start of your shooting phase, you select an orc in for each your unit from your army. Up to ten models in that unit can fire a grenade weapon in that uh, phase instead of only one. Which, if you have tank busters in a battle wagon, which can fire from any point of that battle wagon, you pick a unit within six inches of the battle wagon. That's ten tank buster bombs you're throwing. Ten D three, which is ten D three bombs. Yes, yeah, right. Okay, sorry. Yes. If you combine it with the uh, the more DACA hitting on fives, right, exploding into further grenade bombs, possibly. <laughs> their strength eight. Yeah, strength eight minus two D six damage. D six damage. It's a ridiculous combo <laughs> for the grand total of three command points. And let's get crazy. Let's make it five and do it twice. That yeah oh that's <laughs> disgusting bad moons tank busters like I think because Danny we're planning on playing together as orcs at a team tournament coming up yeah. we're gonna abuse our review copy by playing it on the day it's released <laughs> uh, but like that I almost was like well fuck it I'm just gonna take it to bunch of tank busters now because that sounds Dude, amazing I think you should I think I should I in should a bone breaker which we'll get to later we'll, we'll get to later it's so good but yeah that that's a really good combo oh, for man. that one there that makes me excited mm. oh god we're so hard right now yeah, thank I god am, this is radio th- yeah. You're lucky you can't see this. Uh, you got one more here on the A tier. I've got two. You got two. Sorry, two clan specific ones. Okay. I've got Dead Sneaky, which is the Blood Axe one. Yes. So for one CP, um, you can uh, infiltrate, basically deep strike any unit of infantry with power level eight or less. So instead of spending two points on teleporter, right? Mm-hmm. For your boy, for twenty man boy squads, you can spend one CP to teleport them. Right. As many times as you want. Or you can combo it. Yeah, or you can do 2CP and do a bigger unit. Right. And then add 2CP for teleport as well to get more units. Oh, it. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So so like I said, it's, it's just kind of a way or a cheaper way of kind of pushing up. Or I guess, I mean, if you're teleporting, then it's 2CP anyway. But Sure. Yeah, it's for blood axes. If you are running blood axes, that is the way to do it, not to teleport. But to use your, your dead sneaky because the unit you're moving up there is is going to be using less command points and you can then reinvest those in some of these other insane ass stratagems that they have i know oh my god so the next the last one is wreckers and wreckers is the death skull specific one and basically what that does is it just lets you if you pick a unit it doesn't matter if it's infantry vehicle whatever 
They get to reroll failed to wound rolls for attacks made against uh, vehicles. And it's two CP. So basically, you pick a unit and they benefit from Doom for two CP. Yes. <laughs> Which is the best psychic power in the game. As Which long as they're shooting at a vehicle. Combined with Death Skull's um, tank busters. Yeah. Tank busted That's what I'm grenades about. against an Imperial Knight. Right. I mean, honestly, with these orc stratagems, they can they have ways to take out a knight for three command points or less in one turn. Easy. Easy. So yeah, like with with wreckers on on ten ex, ten extra stick ten extra stick bomb tank buster tank the tank mines tank tank bombs yes whatever tank, I think it's tank buster bombs tank buster bombs that's right um, that is roughly twenty shots that hits on that hit on threes explode on fives right or I'm sorry hit on fives with a reroll right because they're tank busters against vehicles they get to reroll to hit yes and then they get to reroll to wound. With wreckers, so like I just I can't see a knight living through that. Like no, I mean yeah, no, and and there's no way to screen it. There's no way to hide it. You just I, have to kind of bend over and, and take that. And to one get there. to those boys, you're gonna have to chop through first a battle wagon, almost assur- almost assuredly. Right, which is not easy. No, no. All right. Well, what else we have for the the stratagems here? Okay, uh, the the B tier now, right? Yep. So these ones are pretty situational. Um, I think that they'll get used, but just not all the time. Um, so mob up is a rule that's in chapter is in a, is in chapter approved. Basically, it lets you combine your units. You have to pick one one boy's unit that's bigger than another one, and for once, one CP you get to combine squads. Then right, which is great for sure, and it kind of really helps uh, either maintain position on the board or it's if you have kills. one like, nine kill points or yeah. things like that. It's really good. Um, and then oh, it's one unit that has to have less than ten models, and the other has to have ten or more. But still, if you have a unit of 30, and then you have a unit of 9, that is a massive boy squad to kill through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost 40. Yeah. Um, and then, so the next one is Warphead. And Warphead is a 1 CP stratagem for uh, uh, for weird boys. Basically, it gives them an extra mastery level. So they get an extra power to choose from, and they get to cast an extra power. Which, with the new Orc Psychic table, is so Solid. good. Solid. Because there is, I don't see a bad psychic power. No, really they're on all that table. really solid. Yeah, no, no complaints about their psychic powers. No. They're all pretty good. No, no, they're they're, they're really good there. Um, Ard boys is, is your next one you have yep. here. So two CP, um, you can pick one of your units, um, and they get a five. They get a five plus armor save. They can only mob up with other units of Ard boys, but it's kind of like Scar boys, or you can spend it at the start of the, t- the start of the game. I don't see this being used a ton, but it's a nice little feature to have. To, to me, the the two command points is a little much. I, th- I think it's a one command point strategy. Yeah, that's se- that seems about right to um, me. Because, like for me, the only real benefit of doing it is if I have two large mobs of Scar Boys because I want to be able to kind of mob them up towards the end when they start kind of getting killed down. Sure. But so right away there, I spent four command points pre-game on, right. on plus one to my save, which. I know I've extolled the oh, virtues of hitting on... Scar Boys and Art Boys. Right. Which I know I've extolled the virtues of hitting on fives and how much better that is than sixes. But for armor saves, for some reason, I'm completely the opposite <laughs> way about it. Plus, there's minuses. And you can take custom force fields, which kind of negate that anyway. Yeah. Um, so force field projecta is a three CP oh, one. Dude, it's you're a... so smooth with the transitions today. <laughs> it's so good. It's all luck. <laughs> I'm wearing my blue. I'm blue, wearing my blue face paint today, so yeah. picking up the Death Skulls thing. So the force I'm field projector microphone alone. You just started to dis- <laughs> disassemble it. Yeah, I'm gonna loot it. 
Um, so you use this, uh, it's a force field projector, so you use it at the start of a battle round, select a, a big mech model from your army until the start of the next turn, increase the range of that model's custom force field ability to 18 inches. You can only use it once per battle. So it's really good on like the first turn. Right, um, right. Especially if you're not going first. Um, it's, sure. it's a great way to kind of protect Absolutely. your stuff. Yeah. Like that combined with getting cover. Right. Could be a real lifesaver. It's the difference between losing all of your fancy buggies and stuff. Yeah. Or even know. then I, I so I wouldn't do cover. I would just do this for an extra for an extra point. Right. To be honest, like I would just make sure everything was with within eighteen, pop this and be like sure. five up invuls all day long, which is great. Yeah. Um so then you've got uh drive by crumpin. Great name. <laughs> which is the evil sun's specific stratagem. Select a stratagem at the end of the shooting phase, select an evil sun speed freaks unit from your army. That unit can immediately make a move as if it were the movement phase, but cannot charge this turn. It's fire and fade. Exactly. But a 14-inch fire and fade. Which is ridiculous. Oh, I just thought of this. Wait. So you could take a shock jump dragsta, advance it at the end of the <laughs> shooting phase, and teleport it somewhere else, anywhere on the table. Or <laughs> my sneaky elder brain thinking, you can get a battle wagon or truck full of burners. Not speed freaks. Move them forward. Oh. Evil Sun Speed Freaks. No, yeah. but if the the Battle Wagon Speed Freaks, right? No. No? Is it Truck Speed Freak? No. Oh, fuck. Well, screw that strategy. It's stupid. Sorry. I was like, you can move it up, shoot, and then move back again. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool, but you can't do it, so. No. No. Nah. Uh, but yeah, I like your idea about that shock jump. Kind of guaranteeing that it's going where it's going. <laughs> and, uh, again, one command point. Yeah, one it's, CP is it's, it's nothing. Just throw it out there, and hopefully you just boost across the entire table. Right. Uh, I wish the old buggy models had this rule. Oh, because or like you can still use them role. for the index sure but they don't have speed freaks right it w- so it would be totally fun to like do this with those and kind of fire and fade them away yeah that'd be fun yeah um and then the last one i have is the snake bites uh strategy of monster hunters it's actually pretty good it's just really expensive um use the stratagem at the start of any phase select an enemy model with a wounds characteristic of 10 or more add one to the wound rolls made by snake bites units from your army that target that model until the end of the phase so Basically, you get veterans of the long war for your entire army against one big model for one phase for three CP. Maybe like a Castellan. Sure. Or, or a Valiant. Or a Valiant. Yeah, I can see the like that like using that against a Valiant because then you can like shoot it up, or, or you can charge it with a bunch of boys and then pop that and be plus one to wound. So then they're basically like Scar Boys. And is negating the the power clause minus one to hit as well on war bosses. It's plus one to wound. Oh, plus one to wound. Oh, then so never then, mind. I'm gonna so be then you don't then. have to. Then you don't have to use like fists of Gork on your guy, right? Yeah. So he's wounding on twos with his power fist because he's only strength twelve. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor baby. I know. Yeah. What a. But yeah, two, uh, three command points is pretty hefty for that. Yeah, I, I understand because it affects the whole army. But again, it's a situational one where I think in the moment it's going to save your game. Sure. But it's not going to be every game. It's a good one to know about and have in your back pocket. Right, right, exactly. Um, so there's a couple of other ones that I kind of I, I like. Hey, can, can I talk about my favorite one uh, we haven't talked dude, about yet? I'm so sorry. John. No, no, of you're course, good. Of hey, course you can. Danny, you are the number three rated Harlequin player in the nation. <laughs> I, I can jump in uh, on this here. Um, I have an affinity for DACA jets. Okay. I love them. Um, and the combination, so if I was to run, say, a Bad Moon Dacajet okay. with six super shooters on him and run the Long Uncontrolled Burst stratagem. Okay. Long Uncontrolled Bursts is you at the start of your shooting phase, you select an orc vehicle unit from your army that can fly. Until the end of the phase, add one to the hit rolls for shooting attacks made by that unit that target enemy units that can fly. Okay. So nice. 
you know, wave serpents. Sure. Uh, hemlocks. Yeah. These are now all hitting on threes. Uh, because oh, it with a Dakajet, you get plus one to hit if you fire all of your guns at the same target. Sure. So you have 18 shots hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Yep. Strength six, so wounding most flyers on fours. Yeah, which is solid. Which is solid. And then, again, the minus one against a lot of people. It's it's getting the gotcha moment of, wait, orcs are hitting on threes? Yeah, against again, some of that stuff. What the fuck? Sure. Um, yeah, and it's just, again, one command point. Yeah, which is nice. Which is nice. It, it is nothing to throw one command point out there and be like, okay, I have 18 shots, and they're hitting on threes, and I'm re-rolling ones. That's that's pretty solid. So so for me, the combination of that with the Dakajet is great. Um, I know the Defcopters dropped in price. I still don't see them super great. Um, the other oh, two can you use this with Defcopters? Yeah, because it has the fly keyword. Oh. So. Oh man, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. So I think this is an an, an underutilized, or this is going to be one that's going to fly under the radar because people are going to kind of go to the sexy ones like the you know the rhyming speed to get stuck in lads things sure. like that. There's so many things with the fly keyword. Yeah. That this is going to be huge. Sure. Um, and it's going to be kind of really again anything that gets you more hits because the way orcs are designed as an army is you're going to hit less but you're throwing lots of dice. If you can throw lots of dice and hit more. And then that's that's even better. Yeah, yeah and I for agree. one command point, I really like long uncontrolled bursts. That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, what, what, I mean, what it's yeah. it's all right. It's situational, but it's I think it's I think it's at least decent. It, it's a good one if you if you're taking DACA jets, you definitely need to be know knowledgeable about it. If you're taking the, sure. a lot of def copters, then you need to know about it. Yeah, I think def copters with the, I did not see that before, so that is I think that's de- at least decent mm-hmm. with de- with def copters. If only they'd release a def copter kit. Well, because the. <laughs> Well, they didn't they release it separately uh, with uh, no, it, it got released in the fourth edition box. Yeah, but didn't they do battle for uh, the new one? The oh, battle for no, uh, I don't think it came out with that. But if it is, I got to look because I only have seven. <laughs> I've been looking up uh, looking at them on eBay this week. Um, so they've got the the freebooter stratagem is kill cruiser barrage, which is basically a D three shot orbital bombardment for three CP, which is okay. Um, but it's only hits on fives, and characters are still minus one, so that means they're only hit on sixes for D three mortals. So I don't for three CP. That's probably not super good. Um, but D three different points on the battlefield is kind of cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's kind of like the um, the Space Marine one, right? Where the the orbital bombardment, right? Um, it's just uh, it's it's cool, but again, three CP. There's so many other stratagems in this book to use three CP for. It's a great last gasp. Sure. Oh well, I have three command points left. Fuck it, let's throw this out here. See what it, see what it does. Boarding action is oh, kind of the fun. watermelon came back up. Oh, oh no! Oh, Drink no. some more, John. <laughs> <laughs> so boarding action is a one CP stratagem. Basically, if you uh, if you assault a transport, if you assault with a transport full of dudes, for one CP, all the dudes inside the transport can swing one attack against the model, which is kind of cool. Like to swing, like if you have a couple of characters with power fists and a tank. Like, you could swing some power fist hits against them, like, if you assaulted them. I mean, it's all right. It's not great, but it's 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 all right. Yeah. Um, billowing exhaust clouds. Yep. That's uh, another good one. One command point. Uh, minus one to hit uh, a speed freaks unit. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good on Coptus. That'd be good on Coptus. Because you can take a unit of them. Th- that and bikes. Yes. War bikes and and war bikes. If you, so, again, you have your war bike unit coming up. Minus one to hit. Not bikers. Is, is, is great. 
and yeah. it just and again it's it's underrated because they're like oh we're still hitting on fours but taking away like a sixth of their opportunity to hit you is amazing it's really good yeah and again one command point so those aren't all the stratagems, but we'll let you guys. We'll kind of we'll we'll tease you there. You yeah. can look at the book. And I mean, see we have can. some really nice combos we want to run. And like I said, the nice thing about this is this is the first book in a while I've looked at the stratagems. I've looked at the relics, which we're going to move on to in a little bit here, and kind of found some really nice synergistic combos. And the nice yeah, thing about sure. it is there's so many different ones that I don't see a mono build orc army anytime soon. No, I think it's going to be really different for at least a while before yeah, things shake right up. before it shakes up. Um, but warlord traits. There is uh, 13 specific warlord traits in this book. That is correct, John. Uh, there is one for each uh, culture as well as six uh, quote-unquote um, you generic. know, generic warlord traits. And the generic ones are really good. They're actually. so good, and yeah. I'm really mad I can't take them for Wazdak. Oh no, um, Zarsnark. Yeah, but his his clan one is really good. It's man. really good. Yes, yeah, so evil sons, uh, a warlord and friendly evil sons units within six inches can charge an enemy even if they fell back earlier in the turn. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's really good. That, that, that's that that is really good. But it would be it would be fun if he could take some of like the ones that gave him like. Like, for instance, uh, Artist Nails. Plus one toughness. Yeah. <laughs> that's batshit insane. That's so cool. That's so good. Um, I want to give that maybe to my Wartrike. Yeah, because it <laughs> makes it like super, super tough. Toughness seven. Um, cunning but brutal is you get to redeploy D3 friendly units. Yeah, that one's cool. I like that one. I like those one. I mean, I like it when it was like the Elder one, when it was the Space Marine one, because again, it's just like you can so make you can your, mess with people. You so can hard. make your opponent deploy badly, right? By putting all of your important shit over here, and then at the start of the battle, you're like, oh, okay, these are all moving over here now, and now everything yeah. is out of position. It's it's amazing. Um, amazing. We have follow me, lads. Um. His uh, uh, aura is increased by three for his breaking heads rule. Or you can give it to a non-war boss and give him wa and breaking eds, so that he can like restore discipline. Because mm-hmm. basically, breaking eds is you do d three mortal wounds to a unit and they auto pass morale tests. Right. Um, whereas wa is is infantry units of the same cl- clan can run and hit advance and charge. Right. But if it's a war boss that gets it, it increases it from six inches to nine inches, which is good. Now, to me, it's still the worst of the warlord traits. But you I, know what pulls it up is it gives you one command point. Yeah, for free. Take it. Which for is free. Cool. Which yeah. I'm like, oh, and we've already talked about all of the great command points. Um, big kill a boss. Uh, you add one to wound rolls for your warlord's attacks that target a vehicle or monster unit. Really cool. That's really fucking good. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of big choppers over power claws. Oh, okay. To to be you know, in a real you know a real personal here, um, because I mean they've always been cheaper, uh, and for me like the strength it gets to a point where like what's a three compared to a two? Sure. And if you can get to a point with this thing where your warlord's wounding on twos with a big chopper and you're not yeah, having solid. any minuses to hit, that's really solid. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that guy is wounding knights on threes. Yeah. Which is cool because he's strength eight already. Yeah. Unless he's got the kill chopper, and then I think he's wounded on twos. Oh, it's so gross. It's anyway, so good. I love it. Uh, Might is right. Uh, you add one to your warlord's strength and attack characteristics. So cool. Hey, strength 18. <laughs> <laughs> right. There Warlords. you go. Yeah. Or you have a big chopper, and that'll take you to strength nine. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the big chopper. And Brutal But Cunning is the last generic one. And that's, uh, you can re-roll hits in the fight phase with your Warlords. In addition, you get plus one damage to his melee attacks if he charged. 
or what or charged charged was charged or performed heroic intervention heroic intervention is my favorite thing oh that's so <laughs> gross um bad moons we already talked about a little bit earlier there you get a four up and vulnerable save on your warlord amazing that's what i'm actually going to give my trike uh, amazing because well i lived through the orc editions where they had zero invulnerable saves in close combat yeah dude bad moon's got the best stuff uh, bad moon's got the best stuff because he got all the teeth <laughs> Um, the blood axes. It says, I've got a plan, lads. <laughs> uh, it's command point regeneration. On a sixes. Uh, on for, a six, for, on only sixes. Your, for only your uh, stratagems. Which yeah. is, which if is, you're going to be spending a lot of CP, it's not bad. It's still good. It's still not sexy anymore now that they fixed it so it's not completely broken. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's not bad. Uh, death skulls. Uh, you re-roll wound rolls of one for attacks made by your warlord that target an enemy vehicle. Mm-hmm. If your warlord has a standard power claw, that is fucking ridiculous. That's pretty cool. That's really, really good. Also, in the shooting phase, this warlord can target enemy character units that within uh, within 18 inches, even if they are not the closest enemy unit. He gets to be a sniper. Uh, again, and it feels like they looked at this and like, man, this Death Killer War Trek's a really cool model. How can we make all of the oh, Warlord oh, oh. trades benefit I this? I didn't even think about that. That's really cool. Right, because I, I was sitting there thinking, what guns can I give my Warlord that I can snipe characters with? Yeah, that's not bad. So Death, Death Killer War Trek. I was actually thinking of a shock attack gun. I was thinking that too. <laughs> but that's one shot hitting on fives. Shock attack gun? Yeah, it's not one shot. It's a D6. D6. Okay. Well, that too. <laughs> There's something psychologically terrifying about on purposely targeting your opponent's warlord with a shock attack gun. Yeah. Every turn. <laughs> Even if it's not the most viable target or the best one, be like, I'm going to shoot at your warlord again. Don't care. Why? I'm going to make grots go inside it. Uh, free Buddhas, we roll ones to hit. Uh, it's called uh, Killer Reputation. Bam. Reroll ones to hit for attacks made by friendly Freebooters units in the fight phase while they're within six of your inches of your Warlord. And again, if you have um, Captain Badrup. Sure. Surrounded by Mega Knobs. Sure. That is, again, super gross. So, okay. Think about this. Okay. Lay it on me. You kill a unit in the assault phase first. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where this is going. Yeah. So okay. So even if it's just like normal knobs, let's say they're all with big chop with big choppas, right? So mm-hmm. they're strength seven. You kill a unit in the fight phase. They're hitting on twos, or better yet, you have mega knobs within six inches of a wall banner, and you kill the unit. Now the mega knobs are hitting on twos, rolling ones. <laughs> right. With strength ten, def, uh saws. Yes. So which you've teleported in. Hell yeah! <laughs> From the kill cruiser, baby. So I, I also I also quite like free Buddhas. I think they're fun. Like I think that could oh, be for sure. I think that could be a really cool army. Um Goffs uh is a real nice simple add one to your attacks. Yeah, I like okay, so there are two Goff characters in the book too, so they're automatically getting this trait. Mm-hmm. Um so Gaskull and uh uh the vulture guy. Um Oh um yes. God, what is it? I, why can't I remember his name? Anyway. I feel bad. He's I, one of my I'm favorite not characters, I'm going to look it too. up in this book in front of us. <laughs> uh, Captain Zagstruck. Yes. Uh, so they both up. get plus one attack, which is nice. I mean, it's a nice little buff. Sure. It's, but it's not as good as plus one strength and attacks, which is one of the generic ones. Yes. So which, like, which, It's a little... I mean, I understand it. And it, like, again, it, it, it's dude, like... Dude, Kazgal does not need to be strength 14. I mean, he sort of does. I kind of want him to be there. <laughs> But I, I I understand why it was made that way. But it kind of it just it's it sucks when um your base warlord trade or your generic one is a slightly better version of that. Yeah, I understand. 
Uh, snake bites. Surly is a squiggith. I like this one immediately. <laughs> for I'm a fan of squiggith. Because there's squiggith in the name. Um, you reroll failed morale uh, when you're within six inches of your warlord. Yep. That's uh, not great. And Grotz auto pass within twelve. Grotz auto pass, which is which is which better. is great because you've been using them as human shields the right. whole time. Well, Gretchen shields. Oh, sorry, Grot shields. <laughs> Save your Grotical. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right, so that kind of goes over the Warlord traits. Um, hey, let's uh, take a quick break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about my favorite section, the relics. Yeah. If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40K, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards and Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none. And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. And we're back. I've switched from Four Loco to uh, a Wild Cherry Pepsi, which is much more enjoyable. Oh my God! I can I can only imagine. Can, is I, I it rinsing the taste of I, shame and uh, low rent oh, Danny, liquor out of your mouth? We're thirty five years old. That taste is never going to go away. <laughs> um, but I think next time True. it's going to be cans of house wine, uh, just to be extra classy. I kind of like that. Uh, shiny gubbins is the the fancy orc word for the relics. Yep. Um, I tried to narrow down my list of favorite relics, but I ended up just writing down both pages. Sure, uh, because I don't, I don't see bad ones. I have three. I have three favorites. W- what are your three favorites? And then I'll see if it compares to so my I, I seventeen ha- I favorites. I have three actual favorites, okay. and then one that's my personal favorite because it's an I love awesome. That. It's yeah, an yeah. awesome. It has awesome rules. So the three that are the three that to me that stand out as being exceptionally good. Are uh, Headwapa's Kill Choppa. Um, number one, because it has the best name of any relic in this book. For sure. Well, like, well, the lucky stick, but I like the history behind that. But anyway, <laughs> go, yeah. Headwapa's Kill Choppa. Right. So this is uh, this is basically the same as it was in the, in the uh, in Chapter Approved when they mm-hmm. got it. But it's uh, a melee weapon. It's a big choppa. You replace it. Um, it's plus two strength, minus two AP instead of minus one, and two flat damage. And any two wound rolls of six made for attacks by this weapon inflict two mortal wounds instead of any other damage, which is which is great. What a great what a great ability! Right, right. Especially if you're attacking a vehicle and you're using some say some stratagems that give you plus one to wound. Sure, like snake bites. Yeah, that on fives and sixes yeah, yeah. is pretty cool. Um, so that one's pretty good. Um, my absolute favorite, as far as like just pure damage output, I think is the kill a claw. Um, which used to be really bad. It used to be one strength D attack, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. It was it was bad. Before, no, it wasn't even D. It was strength ten. Right, it was strength ten. Like back in the day, people took the lucky stick, um, maybe right. a shiny shooter if they had nothing else to spend five points on. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, go. Um, and it's a power claw, so times two strength minus three AP instead of D three. It's just flat three damage, which is amazing. Right. No minus to hit. Which, again, if you're combining that with the psychic power to get your war boss strength 16, right. to have your seven or eight attacks, yep. um, you're using your stratagems to attack possibly three times in, in the fight phase, hitting on twos, wounding on twos. Um, that's uh, a possibility. Even if you only hit half the time, that is 36 wounds. Brutal. And that's half the time on a two plus. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, and it lets you reroll failed wound rolls. So you're rerolling those ones to wound, which right. is amazing. Yeah. So so at the very worst, if you roll uh, dice like Dave, you're doing 36 wounds. I mean, I easily see this doing 15 wounds to a knight. For sure. For sure. Without stratagems, right? Right. Just like that's my initial swing with my guy. 15 wounds. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. And then um, my final power one that I like is the lucky stick. So there's been some talk about like, eh, this one seems pretty lame um, because it's kind of limited. Um, so what this does is it's a goth only relic. Add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by friendly goth character models while they are within six inches of the bear. Um, in addition, you can reroll failed to hit into wound rolls with this with uh, for attacks made by this bear in the fight phase. So full rerolls is great. Like that's almost that's better than wounding on. Sure. Um, let's see, wounding on threes with a reroll is almost better than it's it's a little bit worse than wounding on twos, but not by much. No, no, it's better. It's yeah. straight up better. It's way yeah. It's point eight nine compared to point eight three. Yeah, it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, uh, and then wounding on wound, uh, hitting on twos with a reroll with a power claw, because he gets plus one to hit for himself, so he doesn't take the minus to hit with from the power claw. That's yeah, that's that's good. So you make kind of, like I can see this working well with like three Goth War bosses with power claws. Oh, like a supreme command of Goth <laughs> War bosses. Yeah, just rolling those three guys Ooh. up because they're only like seventy eight points with everything, like a power, like a power claw and a custom shooter. That that is really good. And yeah. so, like, just rolling those guys into your opponent's line and be like, okay, yeah, get rid of six wounds of war boss, and that before they swing their four strength twelve power power fist attacks uh, that hit on twos. That's that's good. Yeah, it's not bad. And then my favorite one. Oh man! So so currently, by the way, you've not duplicated any of my three favorites. Yeah. So I'm really hopeful that we go three for three, so we can highlight six amazing relics. Brog's Buzz Mom. No, I, I have that one. That's my favorite too. Is it? Yeah, dude, it's so much fun. What a great relic. So man. yeah, yeah. Brog's buzz bomb is a six-inch grenade that you get three d6 uh, shots at strength five, AP minus one, damage one apiece. So basically, it's a heavy flamer with three d6. Oh, it, I'm sorry. It, it does auto hit. It auto hits. Yeah, and then it auto hits a unit within six inches for another two d6. <laughs> So this is okay. So remember when I said that I was going to make the Mech Boy Workshop work? Sure. Okay. So you have a Death Killer War Trike, a Snake Bite Death Killer War Trike that hides in the backfield beside a Mech Boy Workshop. Okay. It uses its first turn to do the more DACA um, custom job, which makes oh, which makes yeah, okay. no random. It's just maximum shots. Right. The Death Killer War Trike moves fast enough. That it doesn't fucking matter that it wasted a turn hiding beside your mag station. It is now automatically doing 30 hits to two and units. nobody can shoot at it. No one can shoot at it. Oh, dude, that's a great combo, John. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what gets me excited about that one. Because I'm like, I was determined when we looked at this book. We first saw the previews and people were bitching about how shitty the mech workshop was. I'm like, no, there is one situation. There is at least one situation that this works in. Because, okay, so conceptually, this is the way I'm thinking of using okay. it, right? I roll up throw this grenade um i and i just i do the hits to the unit right but what that's not my real target what i'm after is the character hiding behind the unit that you do 2d6 hits to (laughs) because it's within six inches exactly so i feel 80 points in sacrificing a turn of movement on something that moves 20 inches right is not too much to ask well okay so here's the caveat that okay right 
you can't advance and shoot the, throw the grenade. Well, how the 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 war track still moves? It still moves fourteen inches, right? Still moves fourteen inches. So, and I'm, if it's turn two, there's gonna there's probably there's gonna be gonna something be movement. Closer. There's gonna be yeah. something closer. You still have turn two things like maybe a uh, slum goodness came down, maybe something else came down, and you're like, here's a whole bunch of attacks. Sure, because this ignores the character rule because right? it just says a unit within six inches of your initial target. Sure, and so. The way that this is worded, too, is a little janky. I think that you could actually hit the same unit. It just says another. It doesn't say a different. That That's fair. You could. <laughs> you could. But, yeah, I think, like I said, that, to me, um, Brog's Blitz Bomb, a death trike, is the only way to make a Magboy Workshop work. Yeah, that's legit. Okay. Because I that's, give that to you that's, that's a really good gotcha combo I, I right like there. I like it. And it's zero command points. So, another thing, too, right? Um, that... Potentially, the mech's workshop can add one to the damage rolls if you roll a six, right? Right. <laughs> so, you get two damage on all those hits. Like, mm-hmm. if you go character sniping. That's really good. That's amazing. And you know what? People will look at your army list and be like, you took a mech boy workshop? Fucking noob. Yeah, you loser. <laughs> you didn't move I mean, your, that's what I would say. You right didn't move your work track turn one, you dumbass. <laughs> what are you, what, are you, what are you doing? But yeah, I think that's bomb, that's, that's a good surprise combo for the buzz bomb. Even if you... Okay, so because it's only case, once a game, you can use it. Sure. Worst case scenario, use it on turn, use it on turn three. Right. And and like another thing that you can do with it, use it on Overwatch. Yes. And then it's auto hits. You could get eighteen auto hits on them, and then nuke something else that was gonna charge somebody else. Strength five, so right. you're wounding Marines on three. Yeah, with minus one AP. Mm. It's good. Uh, so okay. So cool. that's okay. So and I feel that's a good backfield defense. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that that that's 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 why that's one of my Cheer, favorite cheers relics. john that's a, that's amazing that was a good that, combo i did a, not think of that right right again i i feel a lot of this book was made to like i feel games workshop came down and it was like to the rules designers like corporate came down and was like hey how do we sell more of this war trek <laughs> uh my other two that i have here um the dead shiny shooter holds a special place in my heart sure and this edition is even better it's an 18 inch range which is great for a boy's gun. It's Assault 12. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Strength 4. Uh, but now AP minus 1. Yeah, baby. So, again, just essentially an entire unit of orcs shooting from one goddamn gun. So, this one combos up with that Death Skull Warlord trait, yes. right? <laughs> That's a great combo for that one there. And it's not faction lock, so you're good in that. And then my final one that I really like, and this is just because I have a special place in my heart for Gorkonauts and Morkonauts okay. and Gargantuan Squiggets. Sure. Okay. I know, which, I know is, where you're going is with this. Is Resmecha's Redder Armor. This is Evil Suns only. You add one to the move characteristics of a transport while the bearer is embarked, which, again, combining with Evil, Evil Suns. Suns already, right. you're adding two minimum. Yep. Probably three. Um, yeah. And then the most important thing. If the bearer is embarked at the start of your movement phase, roll a d6 for each enemy unit within one inch of the transport. The bearer is embarked within. On a four plus, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. That's nice. My gargantuan squiggeth is a large model, and if I sideways shuffle him up the table, he can realistically <laughs> be within one inch of half your army. <laughs> That's funny. So, like, Can he fall back out of combat and still assault? I... Th- I, I don't want to say yet. I think he's our gargantuan unit, so I think he can. 
Because, like, you could jump him out. I'm pretty sure people can shoot out of him while he's in combat, though. So, but what you if he can't, right? Right. You take the Evil Sun's Warlord, Warlord trait. You hop him out of the transport. Because this happens at the start of the movement phase. Right. And then back him out and charge him in again because he does mortal wounds when he charges, right? Mm, yes, he does. <laughs> so, it's, so it's a mortal wound factory. So like I said, I any any way I can make a Gargantuan's Gregor Forth, I bought a model by accident when I clicked through the Forge World cart like <laughs> about five years ago. <laughs> and the first time I fielded him was against our friend Collins Eldar when it was like, what's your initiative for my war spiders? Oh, your initiative one? Oh, so that's dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Tooth to wound. Sorry, so, so, man. So anything I can do to make it work, I'm very happy about. But like I said, my big takeaway from this, and like the sleeper hit from the shiny gubbins to me is definitely um, the buzz bomb. Oh, man, that thing is great. The buzz bomb. And like I said, the mech workshop buzz bomb is... That's solid. That's a good that's combo. That's a really good surprise combo. Because if you're moving your army up, no one is going to shoot at the trike sitting at the workshop in your back no i mean and yeah literally unless they have snipers they can't right and if you deploy it right then you're you're out of line of sight and a lot of the armies nowadays are so aggressive um and then we look at things like the plague bearer bombs where you know you have your nurkle gun line and your plague bearers like all the minuses to hit to protect like your your demons coming up well here's 30 auto hits or 18 (laughs) auto hits plus also 12 to the demon prince hiding behind you (laughs) yeah or the sloppity bile piper or the sloppity bile piper buffing you so so like i said it's just it's a really nasty little combo that's just hidden in there hopefully damage too hopefully damage too fingers crossed good dice rolls so uh uh, there's a couple other ones I just want to. Oh talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. go, go, go. Um, so we got the super cyborg body, yep. which is uh, five up feeling pain, which is super good. Yep, you've got scorch get bones, which gives uh, plus one to s- only weird boys, plus one to psychic tests. So this almost made my top three, just because things like the fist of gork, where you're getting plus two strength, plus two um, attacks. Yeah, because why wouldn't you want to be plus four to cast that power? Right. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so so that one. If you take the scorch get bones, you are casting that on a five. No, it's anything but uh, even double ones. I'll cast it. Isn't it just plus one? Yeah, it's plus one. But then the weird boys get plus one for every orc mo- ten orc models within six inches. Oh, okay. Yeah, then fuck, take <laughs> it. Yeah, you you are auto casting. I think your war boss is an unstoppable killing machine. Exactly. And so use this on your warhead, right? Yeah, so yeah. He gets and and your war boss with the kill the claw with the flat three damage is hitting on twos with his like fifteen attacks. Exactly. <sighs> Lovely. So many good combos in this. You will spend command points <laughs> like a child locked alone in a candy store oh, with this work army. That's what I'm saying. Like, so with this stuff, you're going to be spending CP before the game starts. Yeah. So I think like you're going to start with like five CP with orcs a lot of times. Right. Because you will have spent uh, like eight ten. or ten yeah, right. uh, pregame. Um, so you got get stop of shells, which are not probably not the best item. Uh, it's plus one to strength, plus one to damage, minus one AP to any shooter or custom shooter. Uh, combi weapon so it pretty much makes them all minus one ap or like the the custom rocket will be minus four well it doesn't affect the rocket right oh it it just affects the shooter so the shooter so you the best case scenario you put it on the custom shooter because that's four shots so you get strength five minus one two damage Eh, yeah but there's so much better things for your relic slot exactly um so you got especially which is weird now we're talking about something like the orc codex which is like so resource dependent you know and it's like it's there, there's way better ways to spend one command point than and then on the good stopper shells I, I think i think so too um you got uh uh morgrog's thinking cap which is which was always one of my favorite relics back in the day right 
Um, so it, it gives you a warlord. If you put it on your warlord, you get a second warlord trait. If you don't put it on your warlord, that guy also gets a warlord trait, but it's not your warlord. Which, again, if you do like a Supreme Command of War Bosses. Heck yeah. Like a Blood Axe War Bosses, then that's the... <laughs> and those dudes like, like, okay, yeah, you locked me up with your big squad, whatever. I'm going to fall back yeah. and then charge something else, which is great. Um, the next one is the Bad Moons Relic, um, which is the Gorshot Thunderbus. Yes. Which is cool. This was almost my favorite. Uh, just because it's really fun. It replaces a custom shooter or a combi weapon shooter portion with a shotgun. So it's a 12-inch range, heavy 2d6, strength 5, minus 1, 1 damage, heavy uh, auto, auto hit. Again, anything that auto hits, oh, oh, ah. anything that auto hits with orcs is fantastic. I was thinking like putting that on a dude inside of a battle wagon that you teleport. Because <laughs> you can teleport the battle wagon because the dudes inside don't count towards CP yeah. or PP or power level. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's that's good. Um, that's a nice combo. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of fun. Like, because it's twelve inches too, so you, even though you're nine inches away, you still get to blast them. Right, them. right. Because usually something like Burna's even like because they have an eight inch range. Sure. Like, yeah, I like that. It's good. Um, then you got the fix uppas, which are special death skulls uh, relic. Um, it gives the model the big mechanic ability, so he can repair. Or if he already has it, he auto repairs three every turn, which is is okay. It's if all right. If you have something new like a battle, uh, again, anything where you're negating dice rolling is super helpful for sure. Um, I just feel like it's again, it's good, but there's way better relics. I think I think so too. Um, it's I think it's probably critical if you're playing a Stampa. Well, even then, don't you just load it up with mechs? Well, you can only repair a model once per turn. Hmm. All right, like so you're th- you're for sure getting back like three, three or six. No, it's going to be three because oh, the, because even the with the, the, the grots, yeah, still count as repairing. Yeah, um, I don't know. Even like then, like I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, not worth even it. then. It's even if if you're running a stomp, but then there's other things. Like I would maybe want to take Resmeca's redder armors, so that way when people come within uh, an inch of a stompa, I'm doing mortal wounds to them. I just figured if you were going to take a guy with a custom force field, you might want it behind it. You were going to take one anyway, yeah. so it might be worth it to get on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. So the last one is the Bad Skull Banner, which is the Freebooters relic. Once per battle, you can make all of your free Buddhas auto pass morale tests, which is amazing. Which is great, like that, especially since a lot of free Buddhas units are probably they're going to have flash gets, right? Yeah, which are a lower model count unit. So having them auto pass when their leadership is like seven, or even if if you have a squad of thirty free Buddha boys that gets whittled down to one boy on an objective, yeah. and you're like that auto passes. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's, that's no fair. command points. And it's and you do it at the start of the morale phase, so you get to pick the most opportune moment for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's whatever you want to be. Um, so that's kind of and then you spend three and bring the whole squad back. That's your relics there. Um, <laughs> it's not on your list, and I know we're running super long, but it's it's fine. Um, the 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 powers of the WA, sure. the, the psychic powers are all amazing. Um, first off, we have Ed Banger, which is warp charge eight. Uh, you roll a d6 compared to the toughness of the closest enemy model that's visible and within 18 inches of the psyker. If the result is higher than the model's toughness, it's slain. As an elder player, I fucking hate this psychic power. <laughs> that's that's so awesome against Farseers. Oh, yeah, because literally all Farseers, yeah. If I fail my deny roll on that, I'm dead. Well, 50-50 at least. Or 50-50 with a re-roll because I'm re-rolling the dice <laughs> if I fail. 
<laughs> for sure. Uh, Warpath, uh, oh, charge value of seven. You select a friendly orc unit within 18 inches and increase the unit's attack characteristic by one until your next psychic phase. Yeah, baby. So that would be like, what, five attack base for your, your slugger boy? Or your, yep. yep. Or six if the gas goes by. Sucks. Six, yeah. <sighs> so that's, yeah, that's 180 attacks possibly that you're getting out of one psychic power. Pop, popping on sixes. Popping on sixes because you're surrounded by boys. And maybe hitting on twos. So, <sighs> uh, then you got the jump. Which hasn't changed. Nope. So you pick Still an infantry good. unit. Uh, you take it off the table. You redeploy it within nine inches of an enemy unit. Yep. Um, I guess the benefit of this one right now, especially with the changes to the reserve rules, is it's a way, uh, I believe, turn one, you can pick them up off you your deployment zone. And you can shoot it up and get it within charge range. Um, it is limited to infantry. Um, but at the same time, having something nine inches away is better than having something further away. 100%. We've talked a lot about Fists of Gork. It's going to be, I think, the go-to psychic power for most people. For sure. Plus two uh, strength, plus two attack for an org character. Uh, warp charge six, which seems undercosted to me. It's but really low. But then it's only affecting one guy, right? Right. But that so, one guy is going to murder oh your man, most he's expensive unit. Murder something so yeah. hard. Um, to crunch, uh, warp charge value of eight. Uh, you roll a d6 for each model in a unit within 18 inches of the psyker. Uh, for each roll of a six, it suffers one mortal wound. Then roll 2d6, and on a 10 plus, uh, roll a d6 once more for each model in that unit. Each roll of a six, that unit suffers one mortal wound. Yep. So you essentially have the chance to crunch twice, which is really good for chaff or really big random units. Again, plague totally. bearers. I was thinking of zangors. Zangors, things like that. It kind of really helps kind of whittle down stuff there. And then finally, Roar of Mork uh, is a warp charge value of eight. You subtract one from the leadership characteristic of an enemy unit that's within 18 inches of the psyker. Yep. So that one's why, bad. Why is that an eight? And the one that gives me plus two attacks, plus two strength, a five. <laughs> or like six. An, a six. Yeah, but still. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, don't, I don't have a good answer for that. Charlie. Yeah, Roar, Roar of Mork, I don't think is going to see use. Uh, Fist of Gork, we'll see a lot of use. Uh, Warpath, we'll see a lot of use. Warpath, the jump is good. The, the crunch jump. is good. Yeah, Ed Banger is good. good situationally. Yeah, uh, Roar of Mork, unfortunately, is kind of like the, the, the ugly stepsister Man, at the ball. I want to use Ed Banger against a fucking Archon. That would make me really happy. Yeah. Because two plus Shadowfield saves yeah. and Dying of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and they go away. But anyway. Yeah. So moving on, uh, we have our units. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the new units. I know we went over them before. Um, I guess to kind of be really succinct about it, because I know the Warhammer community side has gone into them a lot. Sure. Um, what is kind of your favorite of the new buggies? Oh, uh, Megatrack Scrap Jets, I guess. Well, no, I want to talk about the Death Killer War Trek. You yeah. can talk about the Scrap Jets. Okay. I know you're going to. Oh, man. Well, now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the Death Killer War Trek is a 14-inch move model. Uh, hits on twos in melee. It's strength five, toughness six, eight wounds, five attacks, which is rad. Right. Because that's more than a normal war boss, right? So what you wouldn't see, so you see on the unit, it's got twin boomsticks, right? Which mm-hmm. are like the shotgun-looking things. But it doesn't just have one. It has three. That's a lot. So it shoots six times 12-inch range, strength five. And then if it's within half range, add one to the hit roll. So it hits on fours, um, which is great. So good weapon. Um, and then it also has, you can shoot the claw, which is a, <laughs> it's like a harpoon launcher. Strength four, reroll failed to rolls with that. It's going to make me yell out poon again like when I go that stupid night. <laughs> and then there's the kill a jet. So the killer jet has two profiles. It's either Assault D6, which is a heavy flamer, so mm-hmm. strength 5 minus 1, auto hit, or it's Assault 2, strength 8 minus 4, D6 damage with the melter roll. So if it's within half range, roll two dice and take the best one for damage. 
So it has a lot of shooting, um, and it has a good close combat with the Snaga Claw, which makes him strength 7, minus 2, D3 damage, and you can reroll Failed's wound rolls with him with 5 attacks, which is rad. Man, he'd be a good target for Fist of Gork, too. Yeah. What, is he so, a character? He is a character. Ooh. That's why I'm saying nobody can shoot at him, dude, because he's, oh, a, man. he's yeah, less that's... than 10 wounds character. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anyone who bitches about that uh, mech shop, you just... Take a war track. That's that's that's, war. that's the answer. A snake bite war track. Uh, is, a snake bite war track. Yeah, <laughs> and do a, a do a snake bite. Um, do a snake bite supreme command of two weird boys and a war track. <laughs> what like teleport him and teleport? Him. Well, he wouldn't be within six. I don't know. Anyway, no, anyway, yeah. Th- there's the ways around it, but yeah, yeah. And I then he has the speed wall rule, so you get to uh, you can you can advance and charge units within six, and then once per game he has. Fuel Mixagrot, um, which uh, lets him auto advance six instead of rolling the dice. So then he can move twenty inches. So, so maybe if he stayed back and uh, right, it was charging and was up charging his, up his, his grenade. grenades. <laughs> Basically, I just imagine the mech like duct taping a bunch of grenades to one grenade, <laughs> like and he keeps duct taping grenades until like the guy's like, "All right, I can't actually throw that." Like anymore. like an indie car pit stop where he's like revving the engines and go, and the mech's like, "Nope, need more grenades." <laughs> Hold on a second, I need more tape. All right, so that's my favorite of the of the of those units. I mean, you said I was going to say the Megatrack uh, Scrapjet, and you can go back and talk about it all you want. Um, but it was it was our initial conversations when we first got the Speed Freaks box about the custom Booster Blaster that, that got me excited. Yeah, um, it's and it's not for the Rivet Cannon, which is a great you know strength seven. Yeah, it's a decent gun. It's a decent gun. It wasn't for the stick bombs or the Grot Blasters. It was for the Burner Exhausts. <laughs> Um, because nobody sees that it has. no one sees that it has so it has four exhausts well actually it has like 12 exhausts but weapon wise <laughs> it has four exhausts um, which are pretty much uh, six inch flamers yep uh, so six inch uh, assault d3 strength four see john there are three <laughs> barrels for a maximum of d3 hits that, on, that's fair on each side yeah, I, I see thematically how that model works now <laughs> But so so talking today though about it so so the so it has like four D three flamer hits uh, whenever it gets within six inches of something right um, the grot gunner means you add one to the hits for attacks made with the grot blaster so that's kind of a nice little annoyance at that range too um, when it shoots you throw pretty much everything at it but you were talking about a stratagem that lets you fire and fade with vehicles oh yeah sure so if I have something that with a six inch range is four D three flamers. I can jump up, fire all my flamers, fade away. Yeah. And then people don't want to charge 4D3 flamers. No. So I really enjoyed that combo with the Booster Blast. Yeah, there. that's pretty good. I could see that. Uh, I mean, you. there's part of me that wants to write, just charge because of the spiked ram there. I like on a 4+, plus, it gets D3 mortal wounds, which seems to be pretty common for a lot of the orc-like uh, things or the, the faster things. Sure. There. But I think there's more value in firing and fading. And kind of being uh, like a, an open target, like yeah, come charge me, or waste shots at me and ignore these other stuff. Here. For sure, yeah. So, so yeah, the the custom booster blast I think is is going to be slapped on a lot, especially because it's one of the two that are you know quote unquote only available in the Speed Freaks box sure. right now, and it's one of the cheaper buggies. Yeah, it is. It's only like what a hundred um, points or it's, something. Like it's there. right around a hundred points. Right around a hundred points. Uh, the Megatrack Scrapjet is just point your shit at a vehicle. It is one hundred points on the dot. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, so, and it's, it's worth it's it. It's the cheapest one. 
So I know people were were thinking that these might be super cheap, but they're not. They're fair price. But I I don't think that they're overpriced by a lot. No. So. Um, but yeah, we both enjoy the Megatrex, uh, oh, Megatrex Scrapchat. It has which, plus one wound over a normal buggy too, so it's mm-hmm. nine wounds instead of eight. And, and what, it has plus one strength. And the way I see it is, like I said, you just you pointed at an enemy vehicle you want dead, and then you just move very quickly towards that vehicle. Sure. And it has a power fist. It has a power fist. It's pretty much a hundred points again, yeah. a little over a hundred points. Yeah, exactly. So, so you yeah. just you just kind of charge it right at what. It, and again, for me, a Megatrack Scrapjet is a distraction unit. Sure. Much kind of like for well, how I would use it is kind of much in the way that I would generally use like a distraction card effects. Is I'm going to charge two of them or whatever right up towards your most expensive unit. I'm going to be an asshole in pregame. I'm going to spend three minutes explaining exactly what it does to large vehicles. And I'm going to charge two <laughs> Megatrack Scrapjets right at your largest vehicle. And the first thing you're going to do psychologically as my opponent is you're going to shoot at those vehicles. Sure. But while you're shooting at that, you're ignoring my war trike that's sitting in the mag station. You're ignoring the <laughs> you're ignoring the 60 boys that are they're kind of like walking up the field behind it. So, yeah, I see them somewhat sacrificial, um, but again. It's John takes the auxiliary choice uh, war trike <laughs> <laughs> just for the relic. Fuck yeah, just for that snake bite. Oh, man. I'm going to have some two snake bite weird boys in there. Yeah, right. So it's a supreme command now. <laughs> yeah, it's a supreme command. Oh, that's funny. Mm, it's and, good times. And it's it's great. It's got uh, a lot of uh, rockets. So it's got 2D3 rockets from the rocket cannon. And then it also has wing missiles, which are another rocket that gets plus one to hit against vehicle units. Yes. Which is nice. Again, pointed at a vehicle. Yep. Oh, totally. Just, just, just go. Stick it, stick it, stick it forward. Um, several units got way better. <laughs> um, I know in your notes here, Danny, you wrote changed units. But I feel way better it is kind of just as accurate there. Sure. Um, flash kits. So the flash kits went up by three points. Um, I feel they got more than three points of value. I, I agree. So basically, their weapons changed to heavy three, which is a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, but it's their their weapons got a lot better. They went up to strength six, which is great because you can nuke toughness three units pretty easily with them because then they wound on twos. Mm-hmm. And light vehicles, they wound on fours, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and they went from, they're still minus two AP, but they're instead of one damage, they're two damage flat, which is really the huge boost to me. Oh, they for s- sure. They still get to shoot twice if you roll a six. Um, and you can take two ammo grots, uh, or two ammo runs for your, for every, or one ammo runt for every five guys. And they hit on fours. Yeah. They're naturally BS4 and the, and the, the leader has a special squig that lets him hit on threes. And, and Kurt, I don't remember them being a four up save before. No, I think they were. They really? Were. Yeah, they okay. have heavy armor. Okay. I think they've always had heavy armor. I seem to remember losing them on sixes oh. and being really bitchy about it, having to take a battle wagon to keep them protected. <laughs> but yeah, uh, flash gets really good. Again, they, they went up three points, but plus one damage. Uh, the strength six of the gun. Heavy three. You're got that mark. You're hitting on fives. Sure. Unless sure. you're standing still. But then you have a 24-inch range. So it's, regardless, really good. Almost so and just to kind of go over no uh, in the index flash kids had a six up save oh for real for real. okay i was wrong yeah they have a four up now which is so great. they have a four up now which is just four okay three points extra strength extra damage two extra saves yeah that's yeah that's flash really kids solid. are really really good yeah i think because i used to get super pissed because like when i would ever i love the flash kit models and i have like 10 of them all built and beautifully painted and loved but mm-hmm. I like I have to take a battle wagon with them every time because that t-shirt armor, they would just be ripped through 
every time so easily. Now you can stick him in cover. Yeah. And just like sit mm. on a three up. That's right? so good. Um, the battle wagon um, kind of... The battle wagon entry has changed. It's, so they it's kind of died. Out. Yeah. Well, there's a little still bit. a battle wagon entry, right? But mm. they've split it into three different units. Um, so it's now the battle wagon itself, which is like the transport option. Right. And then you also have the gun wagon and the bone crusher. The gun wagon is the the kind of version. I'm sorry, bone break. The, the the kill cannon, and also kind of the art top. So you can't shoot out of it, but it right. has the kill cannon, which in this edition is is way better. Um, and then the bone crusher is the final return to glory of the death roller. Oh, and also, sorry, the the gun wagon. Can we talk about that? Yeah, 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 for sure. So it has a rule called periscope, where it gets the Lehman Rust turret rule. Oh, where it doesn't get minuses to hit when it moves. No, no. If you move, uh, if you don't move it or move half, you have to fire the turret weapon twice. So that could be the zap gun, the zap gun, um, the cannon, or kill cannon. Which the kill cannon is now three d six? Just just one d six. Oh, it's just a stomp with this three d six. But it's a flat two damage, which I actually like better than a battle cannon. I think. Yeah, and again, just again, getting the more dice you can roll, the 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 better with orcs. Do they have mobile fortress before? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, and the battle wagon you can give it the art top, and it's zero points. Right. But the downside for this is you won't be able to shoot out of it. Right. It just goes up a toughness eight, which is nice. So, I mean, depending on how you want to use it, right, mm-hmm. that's what matters. Now, because I know we were talking for kind of like our team tournament list, because uh-huh. like I have battle wagons, um, the benefit of kind of maybe uh, our top um, bone breaker, uh, kind of kind of just pulling boys along and kind of filling up is great because you don't want to shoot out of there. But if you have sure. something like a flash kit squad or like a Ludas or like a burner squad. Right. You're gonna want to kind of keep that top off there. For sure. Yeah, you want to keep. You want to keep the top off. off. Pop that top off. Yeah, keep it. Keep. <laughs> Blast those pecs. All right. So, <laughs> the final one is the bone breaker, and this is basically the death roller version of yes. The, and so it has a rule um, called bone breaker ram, um, where it gets to add d6 attacks to the model in the fight phase if it made a charge move. So if it's at full health or at least half or more. It gets six attacks plus D6 if it charges with its uh, with its death roller, which is now strength nine minus two two flat damage, and gets plus three to hit rolls, meaning it hits, hits on, on twos. So, like an average of nine or ten attacks hitting on twos with strength nine minus two two damage, that's a decent assault unit. That's surprisingly efficient. And again, yeah. I, because it, for a couple of editions they haven't been great, I think people are going to be very surprised by a death roller rolling up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dreadnought. So all the different Dreadnought weapons um, got different profiles. Yes. So And also this goes for Killicans. So the Buzzsaw, the Driller, the Can Claw are all different. Um, I think the Claws usually win out. Um, they're usually the best option to take. Um Basically, like for the cans, the buzzsaw gives you an extra attack. Um, the drill gives you a mortal wound on its wound roll of six um, and is minus four AP. But the can claw, while it's probably the most expensive option, is plus three strength, minus three AP, three flat damage. So it makes it strength eight, which yeah. is pretty good. I would say the dread claw is the same. Oh, yeah, but the dread but the dread claw, there's also a dread saw. Oh, the dread saw, yes, that is. So the dread saw is instead of times two strength, minus three, three flat. Plus four, two, two. Plus four, two, two. Yeah, but it's five points cheaper. 
So just depending on what you want yeah. out of them. But I mean, just keep that in mind when you're building it, right? Right, because when we're talking about it, kind of our um, Evil Sons Dreadnought Attack Squad charging 3D6, if you need to fit everything in, then maybe like using the saw instead of a claw. I think, yeah, it's worth it because there's still strength 9 with the saw, so that's plenty strong. 9, it's minus 2. There's still 2 damage each. Um, with the the rules, if you have four saws, that's going to be six attacks. Yeah, that's plenty to do damage, and you're saving twenty points. It's plenty, but it's funny. You got enough there, and you can see John. Uh, the rule for dread mob is in the actual unit entry, which means they all s- split up. Yeah, which is up. unfortunate. That would yeah. be cool if they got to stay mob a family. Up. Yeah, um, I just want to keep my boys together. <laughs> And the, the Stampa is kind of like we we went over that at GW, yeah. so I don't want to touch on that again. But, but you know, the killer cans don't split up. No, they're going down. They which, stay a unit, which might be beneficial. How cool is this? So think about this. But I guess Kill- the claws only plus three, but so strength they, eight. But they hit on fives. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. So here's what killer cans are cool at, right? If you teleport them in, it's a line of models that's like 18 inches long. Yeah. And so you can engage your opponent's whole army on, then they get to roll 3d6 for charges. Yes. So for the whole unit, so you can (laughs) engage like a ton of stuff with them, and each one that dies gives you an opportunity to loot for one of your squads. Oh, that's a really good thing. So so yeah, so (laughs) the idea was we teleport down this this giant ass unit of cans. We on purposely multi-charge the opponent's entire army. Right. Because they're still, what? how many wounds are they? Like five or six? Yeah, they're, they're five wounds apiece. Yeah. So, so maybe some lucky last kind of shot takes one out. If they take one out, they're making your army better. Yep. And honestly, it's a grot in a can. Who gives a shit if it dies? Right. And I think they're, I don't think they're super expensive either. No. No, they are not. Um, speaking of which, I mean, Danny, you're just on top of it with the segues today. Let's talk um, about some points. Let's talk changes. about some points changes because there is some drastic changes in this yeah, book. Yeah, there's some big ones. Uh, the the first one, boys are now seven points. Which yeah, that's probably the biggest change. That's the biggest change. That is an extra point a boy. Um, honestly, with how well they perform with stratagems and how the synergy goes, I think seven is a really fair point value for them. Yeah, I think with all the new, with so basically what you're paying for uh, instead of for six points, the plus one point pays for ability to get clans. Because yeah. those are free rules that they get, right? Right. The and the access to the stratagems, all of those those things are all huge. So, and there's a lot of different combos that you can use with that. I mean, it makes them so much better. So, um, yeah, all your regular characters went up in points. So your war boss is up ten. Um, your pain boy is up twelve. Your run turret is up nine. Okay. And again, I think this is um, kind of talking about that synergy that you have with yeah. the relics, with the clan cultures, with the the stratagems. For sure. These are all very. Again, we just we spent uh, about two hours now talking about how war bosses can have twenty seven power claw attacks in one turn. Yep. And totally fair, they went up ten points. Totally right? fair, they went up ten points in that. Um, um, the mech with the shock attack on went down though, right? No, same same cost. Oh really? Okay. Do you because have to pay you for have the to shock pay, attack gun? You have to pay for the shock attack gun. I think that's uh, a misprint in the one we have because it says big mech with shock attack gun, and then when you go over to the shooting weapons, uh, the shock attack gun is still twenty five points. Oh okay. So so yeah. So I think that's just meant supposed to basically stay the same. Yeah. I think uh, that's a misprint on one thirty four where they just meant to say big mech. But Burner Boys went down too. Burner Boys went down. Commandos um, went down. By commandos a point. went down. Knobs dropped three points. Knobs dropped. Let's, nope. t- let's talk about yeah. Knobs for a second. I think Knobs are one of the are one of the sneaky units in this in this that are going to be super powerful. So you know why people hate Knobs is because no one has self control. So when <laughs> when orc sure. players are building their Knob unit, they're like, okay, 
everyone's going to have a power claw and everyone's going to have this armor. And why are these 70 points each? I'm like, well, because you gave everyone everything and that's not how best to run knobs. Right. You know, there, there still has to be some chaff and everything there. And I think if it's run properly with like, I think like a, I think I do like a one in four power claw distribution and kind of like you do the right weapon build outs, sure. then they're good. But you have to be very stringent on where you spend your points. Yeah, like ups. I would give three power claws to a unit of 10. Yeah. And that's plenty. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think I think that's really solid. And so, but dropping to 14 points and they have a four up armor save. Yes. Like, very good. So good. Um, flash gets one up, like we said, but everything is very deserved to get a four up armor save instead of a six. Their gun got better. Right. Uh, they, they're just generally almost an auto include in an orc army now. Um, Def Coptas. Def Coptas went down 25 points. <laughs> and they weren't bad before. No, they're good. They're even better now. They're even better now. And especially combined with the stratagem we talked about earlier with yeah, the shooting at the fly, hit, yeah. plus one to hit with rockets hitting on fours. is just They're they really, really, really good. Um, battle wagon. Your main battle wagon, um, went unmodified, went 40. 41 points down oh that's God. almost like a 25 yeah. point uh, per, uh, 25 percent reduction in points on a battle wagon um your gorkonauts morkonauts went down like 50 points stompas went down 50 points yeah um i know it isn't what some people were looking for for stompas but like that's I, something and their weapons got so much better so too. much better I, and i think i said on facebook um someone said that you know that they got to be 600 points otherwise they're not worthwhile and i'm like you want something that's 40 wounds strength 20 so many times, like all this says like, to be 600 Man, points. That doesn't, so okay. So the, basically what they want is something with the offensive shooting capacity of a Castellan in addition to having the close combat ability of a Gallant. Because but, that's but also what, twice the wound capacity. Right, right. So it has 14 more, or 16. Six, well, than a normal knight, but 12 more wounds than a... Right. Because than a, than a, than a they have 40 wounds Dominus. Base, right, yeah, yeah. But like, come on, guys. Like you've got to you've yeah. got to give it up somewhere, and everybody bitches that the castle is six hundred points. So like, why would they make? <laughs> why would it be six? That's that's a stupid argument. Um, so like, yeah, it's it's dumb. And if you're one of our listeners and I called you stupid, I'm very sorry. No, we're not. You're just be be positive about it. <laughs> Trucks went down twenty seven points. Oh, that is great. Death dreads went down points. Killicans went yeah. down in points. Killicans went down eleven. Yeah, and they were cheap to begin with. Right. Gasgill Thraka went down twenty points. Which, when combined with all of the stratagems, when combined with all of the other shit that they can do, combined with the psychic powers, he should not have dropped points at all. Right. But he dropped 20. Grotznik dropped 14. Nice. And it's just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the special characters dropped, the regular characters increased, and then it just seemed to be a lot of really solid adjustments in the center there. You can see they're kind of trying to encourage towards a speedier, kind of more mechanical so, force. Yeah, because like the things that really went up in points, right, are the stationary stuff. Right. So like mech guns went up by a lot. Yes. Um, which like, sorry boys, but they they uh, were those needed to yeah. go up. When it's not the mech gun itself went up, it's the weapons. The on weapons it went all up. went up by like fifteen or twenty points. Yeah, custom mega cannons are now forty five. Yeah. Which is so dumb. But and the tractor cannons, uh, thirty now. Yeah, it's they're expensive, but again, with all of the new buggies, um, with all of the new synergies available to you, I don't think mech guns are going to see a lot of play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because to me, your orc force now, and and this is kind of moving on to your next point here with our overview. Your orc force now is a very fast moving 
um, in your face army. Sure. Um, so comparatively to other armies, Danny, where do, where do orcs fall? So I think orcs are definitely, I don't know that orcs are super top tier, right? And that, but that's just my inexperience with watching them play and not right. seeing what the combos are all together. So, I mean, I can look at the book and like the base power level of units and kind of get an idea for how good it is. Mm-hmm. But until I actually play against somebody competent on the table with it, I'm not sure that I'm going to like see the full impact of this in the meta. I think it's going to be big. Because I think that this army just shits all over knights. It does. And so, like, with all different kinds of things, I think it just, it really does a good job at taking out knights. Um, which is where the meta is. If you're good at that, you're going to be good at, you're going to be good at other stuff. Now, I don't know if they're going to be good against Eldar. I would like to see them be good against mm-hmm. Eldar, but I'm not sure exactly, like, how this fares against Shining Spears and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, hopefully they're fast enough that they can just engage them and mess them up. For me, I look at it and it's the options and the synergies and the combos. Like to me, the orc codex is way more wide open than craft world Eldar over what I can do and how I can do it. Okay. For me, what I throw out, like if I face up against a craft world Eldar army, right? I'm like, I have to take out the shining spears. I have to take out the dark creepers. My target priority is very obvious with the stratagems and relics and things in this orc book. My target priority is very muddied. Sure. If I have like two big units or three units of 20 boys, which is kind of what I usually ran before here, right? If I ignore those to take out the shiny toys around them, then they might be the strength five scar boys. Oh, for sure. That get to my back line because I spent all my time shooting at shock drum dragsters or death killer trikes that are kind of buzzing around. And if you don't take care of those things, then, you know, it just... They're going to eat you up. They're going to eat you up. So, so to me, the reason this is a very high-tier codex is because it really muddies the target priority because the stratagems and the relics cover a lot of the gaps that, that might be left. Well, the army is cheap altogether, right? Right. So you're going to get a lot of threat vectors. So, like, you have a lot of vectors for, like, redundancy. So you can have three units of 30 boys. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's not even that many points. That's like 600 points. Yeah. And so like having that many models, in addition to having all of the toys involved with mm-hmm. that is huge. And then like, even if you shoot the boys, there's a chance they're going to say, well, I've got 30 grots in front of them. I'm just going to huck wounds off or to the grots. you get one squad down to five models. It was closer to another squad, so it was leadership 30. Sure. And then I'm just going to use a stratagem to make that entire squad appear on your side. Right, exactly. Up oh, now, now I'm behind your army because you because you're already- so for like me as sure. looking at it as an Eldar player, right? So and, and especially how I usually play Eldar, where I have kind of my mobile Dire Avenger, kind of mobile but inflexible Dire Avenger force with my rerolls and Azerman and things like that. I can sure I can take out this orc unit or I can take it down to one person, but it's almost to like Necron levels where if I don't take out that entire unit, then I am boned because it is coming back and it's coming sure. back at full. And strength. you didn't get a kill point for it. Either. And I didn't get a kill point for it. So like I said, I think they're really high up there. I think the danger is going to be a lot of players are going to fall into predictable traps. There's so many ways to build an orc army. I'm scared that I think a lot of competitive players will fall into one or two builds. Sure. Whereas if you look at it, just even talking today, we, we, we found two or three different combos that neither of us had thought of that were really good. Right. Um, and the, that's going to be the danger of people saying it's not a great book. Because, you know, they, they try one or two things. It doesn't work. I hear you. Yeah. So, so it kind of moves on. Um, what are some things in this book that Games Workshop really kind of nailed? So I think they nailed the cultures pretty well. Like, I think they really are thematic 
and they fit they fit with how they should be played on the tabletop um like yeah snake bites are tougher than other orcs because you know they don't you they let themselves get bitten by snakes all the time sure right or uh death skulls are yeah. lucky they're actually lucky yeah. in the game they too, have skulls they of death free rerolls and they yeah and the blue paint helps and then uh, bad wounds are good at shooting, and goths are good at chopping. But none of it seems overpowered. No, that's great. And yeah, and I think that this, like, none, nothing in here, everything seems really good, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing seems broken. Right. So, which is great. Um, what, what are some things that we wish they would have done better? I think the mech workshop could have been a little bit better. For sure. Um, and I think that's just typical of the way that GW is handling like fortifications for units. I don't think it's super well thought out. No, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's definitely designed for opener narrative play. And I've had these for conversations sure. with people before when they're like, "Why are things phrased like this?" Or why? Well, it's like, "Well, there's three ways to play. They need to make it rule proof." That's for true. All three. And if you look at it, like I feel I've made a mech workshop work. You did, yeah. But surprisingly, but it took a very specific build to make it work sure. it took uh, having to take a detachment i would not normally take because well, two detachments right yeah yeah because snake bites aren't something i would usually take based sure. on that so that kind of fills up two of my slots so yeah does it work it does but it kind of takes a very specific build to make it work uh, but yeah i agree there could have been more done for that there um other than that uh i like most of the units um and i'm fine with the point changes that they've made like it doesn't it doesn't well first of all like i'm kind of starting fresh again again with orcs mm-hmm. so uh like it doesn't affect any of my uh, the build that i have in mind because i'm building sure. from scratch um but i can understand where people would be frustrated about seven point bo- seven point boys but like at the same time like quit it like right. they're so good for what their points are i have a unit of 30 boys if they all go up one point i have to drop four boys i still have 26 boys exactly exactly so you yeah, know. just make do guys and, and again, everything you can do with them, those 26 boys are going to do way more than those 30 boys could. For sure. Um, and like I said, it's just a really solid book. Um, what we love about the book, I love that, again, there's no one build. The, this is another example of GW writing rules and writing books where there isn't a single mono build kind of out there. Um, or, or kind of one that stands out as better than the others. Sure. And um, there's not one clan that stands out as better than the others. Because while, yeah, we're like, yeah, I love death skills. You like the bad moons because we can do this and this and this. And we're like, yeah, but what about this here? And that kind of opens up like a whole new window. Like looking at this, I can't guess what a top tier army is going to look like. I mean, I can guess components of it. Sure. You know, you can generally guess the core of what it's going to be. But that extra thousand, twelve hundred points. Jesus, I don't know what it's going to be. And that's really, really good. And that's, again, why that puts that book up there for me, because I don't know what to prepare against. So what what I really love about this book is I love the way that it encapsulates the way that orcs should play on the table. Right. And what I'm what I'm saying uh, in this in this way is like this army is brutal. It is. It doesn't have a ton of tricks like it has a couple, but it doesn't have like. It's not like Eldar or Dark Eldar mm-hmm. or Harlequins or something like that that's actually really tricky. Where I have to specifically make sure I'm an X amount of inches <laughs> away from you. Otherwise, right. the 17 command points I'm about to spend are going to be wasted. Exactly. This army is a, a, a spiked fist that punches you in the face until you're dead. Like, and, it's, and it's a horde army that excels in close combat. Like That is, that is the way this army is built, mm-hmm. right? But the other horde army that excels in close combat tyranids 
plays a way more finesse organic game that sure. kind of like there's falling back and assaulting and moving super far and then moving back out of combat and hitting stuff and running away and like and having like uh like it like again the tiered army plays very organically compared to the orc army that's straightforward you just like, run it forward and punch it. it yeah and they just punch stuff and either they either it's too much for you to deal with which is the idea behind mm-hmm. playing orcs or it's not and you manage to like you know squeeze out a, a pirate victory by like by being able to kill a couple of key squads and like like you can uh, you can because you're gonna die like your stuff is gonna die they're mm-hmm. gonna get into combat with you they're that fast and that and they hit that hard that if a few guys like even like ten boys if ten boys gets you that's thirty attacks yeah. And like I look at it as well, especially the way the new book is, um, they're going to be a fast element to every army that's going to tie up key units turn one. Oh, for sure. Like there's going to be a slower element that's going to kill your units turn two. Yep. Um. So kind of just dealing with that is, and again, it, after knights and, and kind of the castle and meta, uh, and kind of like the the imperial soup meta, this seems to like be like an almost a direct counter to it because oh, man, it's just a, it just runs up and beats your face yeah. so hard. Because it's like the castle is like I have this calls wrath plasma kind of like sweet three guys are dead these guys are going to keep moving on right exactly and you're like exactly. oh shit oh okay um i guess i'll aim at this strike then you're like okay yeah that was that was 100 points like all right let's move this like 600 points of boys up here more yep. oh by the way the like 400 attacks coming your way <laughs> have fun dealing with that oh you can fall out of combat too bad i've made enough but i put enough boys around so you can't actually leave <laughs> yeah have fun with that jerk so like Again, like they have nailed the way that this army should be yeah. played. Yeah, this and is an org codex I've waited for for literal years, since at least fifth or sixth it edition. It is by far the most competitive org codex since third edition with Speed Freaks. Yeah. So, like, and that was a good book, but this is better. Yeah, for sure. And it works competitively, it works narratively. Um, oh, yeah. It works open playly. Um, it's not a word, but it, it works well because it's all of the rules are thematic. They make sense. They're strong. They're powerful. They never feel overpowered. Um, but again, I think we're going to see a lot of orc armies coming through. Yeah. Um, and it's a very exciting time because it is a great book and it kind of continues the theme. I'm so excited to see what builds people come up with because yes. there's so many options and ways to play this that it's going to be, it's going to be a little crazy for a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So this this podcast releases uh, Saturday the twenty eighth. Yeah, well, whatever this Saturday is. It's a, yeah, I think it's the twenty seventh. Yeah, twenty seventh. Um, you're it's available for pre order now. Um, if you're an orc player or if you're orc curious, you <laughs> need to get yourself a copy of this book for sure. Because it again, it is a great book. I think it's a very forgiving army, um, which is important. Something kind of like a craft world or Eldar. Uh, is not forgiving because if you make one or two mistakes, your army's dead. I think um, this is a great army for beginners. This is a great beginner army because you have a lot of great units and yeah. your main tactic is run forward. Yep, and and punch stuff. And punch stuff. Um, it's and but in saying that, there's still finesse with the the stratagems oh, with yeah. the relics. Um, I mean, close combat is a very finessey phase. So yeah. like getting the most out of that is going to take a lot of skill. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you have any questions, please let us know at Twitter. Um, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Marvel's John. Uh, the, the embargo is dropped so Danny and I can actually talk For about sure. the book. Yeah, and you can um, find me at Villicate 5 if you have any questions. I'd be happy right, right. To We'd be happy to answer them. Um, again, we're obviously not going to send you the whole book, but we're, <laughs> we're excited to finally be able to answer questions about it and not just kind of getting mad at people getting stuff wrong oh, because man. they know. I'm, and I, I've been 
been like it's been so oh, hard been to so like hard. talk about it so but I'm yeah gonna, uh we want to we want to thank games workshop for letting us oh, kind of man. review this thank book you so much. yeah thank you this was kind of a super great book it continues the 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 slight power creep of eighth i feel but it's kind of like a gentle power power creep I, I, yeah, and I think that uh, if they come out with a new Space Marine book and Chaos Space Marine book and Grey Knights book, I think that it puts people on parody again. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very balanced, very thematic, uh, and it plays differently. Um, but yeah, uh, we've now talked for about two hours and 20 minutes <laughs> about the new org codex. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode of Mob Rules, yeah, which is buddy. like 50% longer than our regular episodes because <laughs> we haven't had to get Dave back to bed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for, for Mob Rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.